listening to the Bloody Bits Horror Show with your host, Eddie Diaz. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the Axe Jefferson, and joining me this week, comic book writer Matt Anderson. Comic book writer Matt Anderson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining, man. I'm just going to call you Matt because that's a lot of names. So, Matt, what you got going on, buddy, in your neck of the woods? Uh, having a fun time out there? Oh, having a great time right now between uh, the actually looks like Halloween outside. It looks like fall, so that it, it's been great for starting to get in the mindset to uh, record this, but uh, we're also... Uh, Trolling a grocery store, I guess, would be the way to put it. I'm trying to trying to think of what the I don't use that word trolling. I don't. I, it's, it's a little sounds weird coming out of my own mouth, but I think that might be what it, what how I've spent most of this day so far. <laughs> yeah. So for listeners that are not familiar, um, go to patreon.com forward slash the grind bin or grind bin or whatever it is. That's our uh, little sister podcast where. <laughs> Where we uh, did a mini bin episode talking about the lovely uh, Jewel grocery store, their training yes. video, Customers First, where they, uh, well, they introduced a number of fun things. And now uh, our buddy Matt here, who lives near a, a Ooh, Jewel I, store. I, 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 I'm surrounded, I think, let's see, within 10 miles of me, of where I live, I think I have four, four that I know of. So yeah, I can't escape them. Yeah, so you went shopping, you found some canned bean sprouts, and we've been harassing their social media people. It's wonderful. Yes, and and, they, and their social media people have taken notice, so uh, that's... Uh... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Looking for some free bean, bean sprouts, hopefully. The, the power of the internet and social media uh, is terrible. Yes, yes. It, uh, beautifully terrible. So that's good, man. Uh, me, personally, I've been hanging out here... Wasting my life playing uh, Hades on the Switch. That's nice. a fun game. It's a cool little rogue light. And, uh, well, watching some scary movies because we're, yeah. well, by the time this comes out, we'll be ending the Halloween month and getting into Bolvember. <laughs> oh, uh, man. You're, you're, in, <laughs> you're in for a treat. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. You, you know what you signed up for with that one, but. Yeah, so I, I do know what I signed up for, and we do have some some cool little special things that are going to be coming up for Bolvember. Um, I, I'm he, not um, going to announce it yet. Right, that? but does he still um, does he still take the challenges um, if you box him? Uva Ball? Maybe. I should challenge him to box I mean, and get I, my ass that beat. Might, yeah, I, 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 I think anyone who puts out the, the challenge that, they will box anyone who criticizes them is probably the last person you want to fight. Yeah. Like, because no. if you said fight, but like the idea of like a box, like boxing, mm-hmm. you, he, yeah, you, you know, he's got some, he's going to back that up. And that's uh, not how yeah. you want to be remembered. Somebody with even like a little bit of boxing training will just beat somebody's ass pretty easily. Yeah, that's exactly. okay. But yeah, no. So that's no. I'm so looking you? To those. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, I love so the guy who to... he'll cut video game footage into uh, his own horror movie, <laughs> which is my favorite thing in the world. So yeah, yeah. Not not until Doom would we see that again. I, you know, it's uh, 
you steal from the greats. Yes, I, I guess there's nothing new under the sun. Exactly. Speaking of nothing uh, new, yes, <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Part you four. recommended us a movie. Yes, Halloween four. Yes. So why? I guess. <laughs> so Halloween the, the the series is my favorite of the horror movie franchises. Oh, really? And yes, and it's. Largely on the strength of the first one, and then <laughs> it, it it kind of coasted from there. But um, but I always I always loved uh, the Halloween series, um, especially Michael Myers in particular. So I wanted to actually spend some time talking about Michael as a character and and how in the and the movie, but. Everything that needs to be said about part one has been said and will be said by someone that is much smarter about film than I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought part four kind of gave it, there's a, it it's, could be a good place to talk about a series from because it comes off of, obviously it's a sequel. It comes off of a weird third entry that has nothing to do with the rest of the series. So in a way it's kind of a reboot or a revamp though. You know, in a way it's an original movie in a way it's a remake of the first one. So it's, it's kind of this odd movie that works. um, I I, works on a lot of different levels, (laughs) at least um, for conversation purposes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, it, I, I I kind of get what you're saying here. So with Halloween's one and, and two, right? They yeah. they kind of tell a complete story from end to end. It, right. Halloween two actually picks up right where Halloween one leaves off, and right then after that we move over to Halloween three, season of the witch, which season of the witch is completely different and unrelated, and it's wonderful it's in its own of the body way. snatchers. Yeah, it's not. It's it's sci-fi. More oh, totally. Yeah, it's sci-fi, and you're also killing children in frame, which I'm always a fan of. Sure, right? Yes, Dawn of the Dead. I know it's. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So this, like you're saying, it's it's interesting that they're like, all right, well, we got to go back to the well, yeah. of course. I mean, right. And I, I I follow you. So my wife is not as much a fan of the Halloween series as I am. She she I think weighs a little heavier for the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Mm-hmm. I personally maybe veer a little closer to the Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, but to, to your point about Michael Myers as a character, he, uh, I don't know, there, there's this, we have an episode that's coming out, or will have come out by now, about uh, the boogeyman, basically, and, and his role in, in the slasher films. And I think there's no better example than Michael Myers. Right. I, yeah. I, they, I, went so far as to all but call I'm, well indirectly call him that through the whole first movie and mm-hmm. and make that the the closing basically Jamie Lee Curtis's closing line of the first movie referring yep. to him directly yep. as the boogeyman which oh yeah um was always an interesting line cuz i remember for a long time you know, she's saying it through tears and kind of anguish but um 
for a long time, I always thought that she just said, was that the boogeyman? Like, like asked the question. And right. it was a weird rev- like revelation to me one time, just randomly, when I realized that, no, she just said it was the boogeyman. Like, it was not yeah. a question. It was her. And it was one of those things where you've seen a movie, I don't know how many times, and you could quote it, and you realize that you've been hearing a, a key line wrong the whole time, and it, it, it just changed kind of the way I looked at that movie and I was like, oh, that, you know, that was such a, a cool moment of her identifying what she had just gone through. Oh, yeah, she, exactly. Going through her journey. Because, you know, she, as far as the first movie's concerned, has no idea. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't know Michael Myers. She does not know anything about... she other than a couple glimpses, you know, here and there that she kind of chalks up to maybe seeing things. Mm-hmm. She's really only what, I mean, I don't know what the film time would be, but screen time, it's like 10 minutes. The, the kind of last little gauntlet run. Yeah. I'm going to assume it's, you know, 30, you know, maybe it's 30 minutes of, you know, time in story. So really she, again, has no, she has zero frame of reference as to what right. she has just been through. Yeah, but, pretty much. And and as far as the idea of the boogeyman, this guy just being this hulking, massive, like unstoppable force that yeah. that up until a certain point doesn't even really appear to be supernatural. Like, right. That 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 I think is such a great great move with this character. Yeah, they that is one of my. Um, it's actually something I wrote down in my notes and just thinking about the when I was kind of assembling just my basic just thoughts of what I had when I think about the Halloween series, what is it that I think about? And I always refer to it as a, as a, a ghost story without ghosts. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. But, and yeah, so, and, and there's something else that I think is unique. And again, you know, while I would never, my preference would be, Michael Myers over Freddy or Jason. Mm-hmm. I tend not to really care about getting into fights about, you know, some people get really animated over yeah. which one's better. I mean, I enjoy them all. And the nice thing about those, you know, to even if you just take those three as kind of pillars, like you go to each series for something totally different. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. even if Friday 13th started as a knockoff of Halloween, that's nowhere near what it ends up no. really being other than in the you know broadest strokes that you could describe any slasher movie as you know yeah, exactly. and, and so but the other unique thing about halloween is there's kind of a choose your own adventure aspect to the series that i think is pretty unique i mean i think it's the only film series that does this which is there are multiple timelines and soft reboots within within the movies. So, you know, you have the first one that comes out, you have Halloween and Halloween two, mm-hmm. Halloween three goes off on its own. And then you have four, five, six. Yes. So really one timeline, the original is one, two, four, five, six. And right. then late nineties come, they ditch the baggage. They get Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis back. So then you have H2O yes. and resurrection. So, then that timeline becomes one, two, H two O resurrection. 
and then you get the Rob Zombie remakes, which are their own thing, and then you get the one that just came out two years ago, just yeah. on Halloween, and that timeline is Halloween 1, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. What a, what a bunch of weird choices that they made with that. But I, I appreciate it. Like, it's it's cool because it kind of gives new writers the chance to get in there and, and kind of play in that in that world, you know? And one of the things is I think that's why I can I, – I think about it before, you know, because when you said, like, why not just this movie but, or this series, and, and I even kind of said – really it was the strength of the original that carried the whole franchise. Oh, yeah. There was, you know, it's not, you, you know, beyond the first one, you're never going to, you could argue that you're not finding like a, anything more than just a normal entry in a slasher genre. Well, but, yeah, it really defines slashers in America. Oh yeah. Right. And, but, and I, I think one of the interesting things though is, because it veers off and you can kind of follow your own, like whatever timeline you latch onto the most, which one speaks to you the most, you can follow. And, 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 and as someone who uh, I write comic books, I'm a lifelong comic book fan. That's something I'm very familiar with in comics, which oh, is, yeah. you know, oh, characters yeah. are reinterpreted. Sometimes they are canceled and then completely rebooted. But most of the time it's a series of soft reboots, right? It's that direction mm-hmm. didn't totally work. We got a new writer coming in and they're going to keep what they thought worked, ditch the rat, you know? So it's something that I'm very accustomed to storytelling wise, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't happen in movies that just, no, by, you know, by the cost of just making one movie, <laughs> You know, yeah. they can't experiment like that. So it's this weird anomaly of a series um, that I just, I find very fascinating. Yeah, it must be frustrating because you can't really, especially with like such a known quantity in the film industry, it, you, you can't really do a lot of experimentation. I mean, they do to, to right. a certain degree. But yeah, like you're saying with the comic book world, you can you can kill Superman and you can have four or five new Supermans come out. Of course, the yep. original is going to come back, but... The, the right. ability to kind of play around with it and see see what sticks that, that you've thrown against the wall is so much so much better there. There's a lot more room for experimentation. Well, right, exactly. Because and and often and, and this happens. I mean, you, you think about any movie, even movies that you absolutely hate, you can mm-hmm. usually find an element that you go, man, if they had just focused on uh, yeah. this, or <laughs> they carried this part forward, and and. In comics, you kind of get that where it's like you can, you know, people you'll find people that like cherry pick like a character, a character's history and find, you know, the one shining element to them in in an otherwise kind of bland run. And then suddenly they're, you know, it's 15 years later and here's this minor character from the 70s or whatever that suddenly they're elevating to a main character and and now it's become it's taken a series in a whole different direction and it's a it's cool to see people be able to build on what other people have done before but also um tell tell their own story i, I kind of muddled through that but like oh, that's fine but the idea of you know you can go you can mine something's history for something really that that speaks to you and you can fold that into like your take your new story um and yeah, no, uh, that's, 
That's cool. I do the same thing with like uh, I DM Dungeons and Dragons a right. lot. So I mean, I'll go through and chop and screw different things from different types of media, like throwing out, you know, like Spelljammer, mixing it with a little bit of uh, Paranoia tabletop RPG and, and all kinds of just different random elements like that. So to see them do that in the, the film industry, you're right. Yeah. That's it's crazy. <laughs> right. And, 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 and obviously with so many, you know, get the whole idea of how many producers, how many, how many oh, people do you have yeah. to answer to? So like you don't get that opportunity. So, and, and obviously with the Halloween series, they didn't know that's what they were. I mean, it, it turns out to be just a happy accident and a, and mm-hmm. a, a crazy set of circumstances that allowed it to unfold this way. So, you know, there's no way they were pitching, like no. pitching it to, to, to be like, we're going to do different yeah. timelines because yeah, you see John Carpenter for Halloween one is no. like, listen, I'm developing a multiverse. Just hear I, me out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, cause you even think about how the, how Halloween, the first one ends, which is right. a cliffhanger. But so yeah, you go like, Oh, clearly there was supposed to be a sequel, but as anyone that reads about that movie knows, and just really anyone thinks about independent movies at all, like, they weren't thinking of a sequel. No, of course not. They wanted, I mean, they, they were hoping. A, but... a twist ending. That's all they yeah. wanted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So to think that there's any kind of grand plan in place would have, uh, is, is wrong and would have been shut down if you even, yeah, if you even tried to pitch it. So I, it's a kind of a weird, happy accident of a series too. And it's just, I, I really, uh, I, I think it, it, I think it, 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 that element alone, just the multiple timelines is worth people, you know, watching the series. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a horror fan, you're definitely into the Halloween series. You've got to be, but yeah, yeah maybe, maybe take it that way. Maybe take, you, take a, take another look at it. Well, I was going to say, cause honestly, you, you, you say that, um, if you're a horror fan, you know, you, yeah, there is. I, I, I have found though that it seems and I don't I don't know what this is, but um the Halloween when you talk to horror fans, the Halloween ones seem to be the least gone back to. And I don't yeah, know I, I could and see again, that. they're all varying there's always varying quality, but you know, it, there's something I feel like so mindless in a good way about going back to any Friday the thirteenth movie. Yes. Um, or Nightmare on Elm Street, like, I, you know, I mean, part, was it, part five, the Dream Child is just yeah. this horrendous. Oh, uh, it's so bad. I mean, it's a slog, and I mean, it's like an, like an 82-minute movie that, like, feels forever. Oh, you feel every minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you can go back to it because it's just super inventive, right? There's just, right. you know, there's something kind of, and maybe it's because... Halloween, the movies are much more somber. I don't know if that's that sounds so weird to say. I think so. I think but you've they, got more of a stoic, silent killer who, who's not bebopping around, scatting, and making up fun, funny kills, really. Right, or like it's not, picking p- people up in like sleeping bags and like bashing yeah. against a tree, which you know Jason is silent yeah. and he's 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 men. He, Never short of menacing, but he kills no. people in funny ways. Oh, yeah, he's the MacGyver killer. He's exactly. great. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't really get that, though, with Mike Myers here. You, you get if only he had the, the MacGyver uh, hair yeah. coming he's out like of that the, hockey mask. <laughs> he's like a, 
presence. And I think that that it's more of a suspense series, yeah, than than a real like slasher like gore fest. So yeah, like I, I just just even in this one watching this one, I, I noticed how tame it actually really was, right. which was kind of shocking. Yeah, um, and I guess I could probably save some of this as we're going through the mm-hmm. movie itself, because um, you know I having known kind of just the history of the production of it and stuff, I know where scenes were that were shot afterwards, you know, and, mm. and they were basically all the gore scenes were yeah. done in reshoots. So like even the original cut was um, very tame. And at the, what is it? I'm trying to, this is 88, I think it was. So yeah. I mean, we're talking. So, yeah, we can, I mean, we can get into the history yeah. if you want to real quick. But, but just the idea of like the fact that even their initial pass, like was fairly bloodless oh yeah at a time when i mean i th- i think at this point we're at basically what jace uh new blood we're probably at seven so carrie and jason yeah uh, we you know, i mean that, we had gone through it already with right the, the craziness of the killing so that they approach this one with some restraint i think just would show that there was something different you weren't you knew when you were making a halloween movie that it, it needed a different approach than just going into a slasher movie. And yep. I, I think that's, that's cool. I mean, that's an interest, you know, because so many people want to lump them all together. Just one is just like the other. And, and even, even at the time when it would have been so easy just to have heads rolling everywhere, yeah. that was not what they tried to do. So not at all. So we'll get into the history yeah. then, and let's get started. Halloween awesome. 4, as you said, came out in 1988, starring Donald Pleasance reprising his role as the burned Dr. Loomis. Uh, yeah. Pretty Just, good. Uh, He's... It's a, a, a scar that um, is never quite the same scene to scene. Yeah, and we'll get into <laughs> that. We've, we've also got uh, Ellie uh, Cornell, who played yes. Rachel, and Amazing. would later go on to star in House of the Dead 1 and 2. So... I was thinking, man, what a perfect bridge for you. I mean, just it really is. I mean, it really how perfect for your podcast <laughs> to careen from Halloween Four <laughs> to, to House, House of the, of the Dead. Dead, and it, there to be a legit link <laughs> uh, for it to dovetail together so nicely. I uh, never would have. I never would have imagined. And, uh, especially because she's not exactly the most prolific. I mean, it's not like I mean I, she's no. got a lot of credits. I you know, but it's not yeah, she yeah. not like she was ever the scream queen or the no. You know, so it's she a very really interesting. Do a ton of horror. No, no, a lot of TV work and some minor yeah. film roles. But yeah, yeah, not so much. Yeah, good not- career, but yeah, not. I mean, the idea that thinking of and you know going into like something like House of the Dead, which was I mean. I very much remember reading Fangoria in the lead up mm. to it. And it was like, you know, horror veteran Ellie, <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah. you're what? like, really? Like, I mean, it's great, but I mean, I don't know if that's your selling point. <laughs> I don't. If that's where you're hanging your hat, right. then. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I think in, in one of those movies, they also had kind of her, her counterpart to, in the Nightmare on Elm Street series, which was Alice. Yeah, she was in parts four, four and five of Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween four and five. Um, you know, they were very much kind of the same character, and I think uh, Uvable uh, used them both. 
Yeah, he because uh, he he's likes an interesting understated cat. characters. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. But so we've yeah. also got Danielle Harris who plays mm-hmm. Jamie Lloyd, and my goodness, you want to talk about a star? Yeah, she went oh. on to Urban Legends after this. <laughs> oh, the goth girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then. She was the voice of Debbie Thornberry on the Wild Thornberries. That one always cracks me up. That's so great. And then comes back for uh, Halloween 2 in 2008. Yeah, yeah Annie Brackett, right? Yeah, yeah, surprise, surprise, man. And uh, the sequel, because mm-hmm. despite um, clearly dying on screen in, uh, <laughs> in that Halloween 2008, um, she's just back. In, yeah. Well, why not? Yeah, I uh, guess. You at that point, we were... Kind of playing fast and loose, uh, but hey. Yeah, well, hey. who's going to tell Rob Zombie no? Uh, I don't know. After people some should. of his more recent films, <laughs> he might be people doing no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, I'm talking about in 2008. Oh no, 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 no. Exactly. Yeah, he was, he was where Jordan Peele is today. Back then, exactly. Horror, man, he was pulling in money. Right. And finally, we have George Wilbur playing good old Michael Myers. Yeah, man. Like, what I, an interesting choice. Noted Hollywood stuntman. Played him again in 1995's Curse of Michael Myers also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it so right in this one and just not at all in, in that one. But. Well, to be fair, though, in that one, he is playing against Paul Rudd. So that's, sure. that's some heavy acting chops to, to be held against. <laughs> you, you, are, you are acting against Paul Rudd at his... Leariest, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Very and, leery, and um, I, I think a movie that forgets it's not taking place in the future, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> it's pretty rough. Yeah, so yeah, I can imagine being a little confused. Oh, and I think he also had sex with Jamie to make the baby. Oh, in that okay. Movie. Well, that's interesting. Which it makes you yeah. So I'm sure as George Wilbur was probably like, yeah. what? what, what, what? <laughs> no, nope, nope. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Just so just hops in the tow truck and drives <laughs> yeah. off into the sunset. He <laughs> just busts out the gas station doors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's funny because the yeah the Hollywood stuntman, you know, which is I think par- pretty kind of par for the course because oh, yeah. most of like the Jasons, different Jasons were. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's well, it makes sense because they get beat to hell. They're supposed to be large and imposing kind of right. forces. And George Wilbur's move was he actually wore um, pads, uh, uh, hockey pads, underneath his outfit in this to make him look a little bit bigger and fill it out. Yeah, yeah, good he, move. Yeah, no, it's a totally good move. And you know, I, I, I want, I always wondered with you know with because obviously I'm not a stunt man, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, I, I part of me would think that the appeal of being a stunt man would be kind of the, the more dramatic, uh, in your face kind of actions and moves and stunts. And it, so it takes a considerable amount of restraint to play Michael. Yeah, um, it, it, it really does. Cause I mean, he's kind of a slow moving kind yeah. of a plodding guy and yeah, stuntman, you want the over the top kind of right. ragdolling re- response. And he just does not, I mean, he sells it when he gets smacked around a little bit, but yeah. not not too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's one of the things that I, I again, it's an interesting you, when you think about approaching a, 
a slasher franchise is with the with Jason every I mean, Kane Hodder took it to a different level but um I think my favorite is I think his name is CJ Graham he was part 6 okay of Friday 13th and um I don't know what it is about you know I just always loved that look and everything and he was so comedic in his moves like yeah he he, he kind of like Michael does the great like head tilt like curious like I just killed something and now I'm going to stare at it like I'm not human and I'm just trying to understand what happened whereas like I think it was CJ Graham in Friday 13th part 6 would do the I'm about to kill you I'm going to tilt my head at you like just what the hell do you think you're doing like you think you're going to stop me like and it was kind of it was play, it was so comedic and I, I think about how much more appealing it must it would seem to be to play that latter part like the one the Jason one where it's because you just get to do so much more. But again, I, that could be me. Um, I'm not, that's not my world obviously. So I'm sure there's plenty of things that stuntmen find uh, to, uh, they're, they're an interesting crew. Like one, one of my favorite dumb movies is crank. Oh yeah. uh, So it's, it's, Directed by two stuntmen. Yeah, 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 exactly. And one of my favorite stories about that is anytime they, they were going to do a stunt with Jason Statham, like specifically the one where he's hanging uh, out of the helicopter yeah. at the end of it, they're like, all right, so here's what we're going to do, Jason. We're just going to tether you with this leash to this helicopter, and you're going to be flying around. It'll all be good. And Jason's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. And they're like, well, I mean, I'd do it, I guess, if you're a pussy and you don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> That, that that that's why uh, you got to approach any um, movie that you're working on cautiously. If a stuntman's the director, because you're, yeah. you're gonna get called a couple times. Like, so yeah, you don't, yeah. you're not gonna do it, really? Because I, I mean, mean, I would. Like, famously, Nail Gun Massacre was yep, written yes. and directed by a stuntman. Yep. Yes, uh, that, that, oh, I didn't know if I'd want to be in that movie, but that was uh, such a good episode. Thank you. Yeah, I, we had a lot of fun with that one. Again, and, and a movie that. I had seen, totally put it out of my head, and it wasn't until you guys were describing it that I was like, I was listening to it, and I'm like, oh what the God, fuck? I've seen this movie. That's so funny to me. Like, how could you forget Nailgun Massacre? You know, and I think I, we've had this exchange on Twitter, but it's mm-hmm. like, I think at mm-hmm. a certain point, you know, you toolbox murders, you know, you just, yeah, I, I think I... Driller killer. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's, there's like the idea that, like, okay... You know, and some, and a lot of times there's always movies that you end up seeing under alternate titles, you know, so I, that's true. Yeah. So I actually looked it up cause I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not a, such an idiot. And like, I didn't watch a movie where the title card read Nailgun Massacre and then forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there was no alternate title. No, I, no not for Nailgun Massacre. They, I mean, they could, do you think they could afford two different kinds of posters? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but yeah, no, it's, fucking regular nails. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, but yeah, so it's, um, yeah, st- stuntmen in, in charge and, uh, that's and such an interesting actors. choice. It, it, yeah, it came up, it was fun, but, uh, this one wasn't written by a stuntman. Instead, it was written by Alan B. McElroy. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, the, the fun note that I have about this is that he wrote the script in 11 days 11 because days. there was, it was a pending writer's strike yep. that he was trying to get it turned in before the writer's strike took place, and he turned it in just a few hours before. 
Right. Yeah. How great is that? It's that that is incredible. Like and the in this uh in the credits, you know, there's like I think he's fourth listed as like story credit and then he's mm-hmm. got sole screenplay credit. Um so I you know, you kinda wonder if it's one of those things where you're like, Okay, was there a you know, multiple drafts before and he had eleven days to come in and whip it into shape or right. no, 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 no. It's like he, when when he was brought on, he had he started from scratch. Yeah. You know, the people that have the co story credits, obviously, you know, there's always arbitration and you you know, people mm-hmm. get credits for things, but you know, this was this was from scratch. He he was a friend of the director, you know, and that's just It's insane to it's me. It's insane like, because my wife is a screenwriter and I've seen what it takes to write any screenplay. Sure. Eleven days is well, just insane. And you have to think, um, if you've already, you know, if your friend who's the director is already on board, mm-hmm. there has to be a decent amount of stuff locked into place oh, already. Course. So this isn't like you're not the first one on this. So y- you are going to have some elements that you already know you're writing against. Or, you know, I mean, I would imagine by that point they knew they didn't have Jamie Lee Curtis returning. So the idea of creating right. another character, but. They did know they had Donald Pleasant, so it's you. But you you are walking into a situation where they're probably there's probably a list right here. It's like okay, this is what we have, this is what we don't have. Right. Go. Right. <laughs> it, it, but it also kind of probably helps that you have a bit of the mythology written out for you, sure. so you you can you can kind of just lean back on pre existing stuff. So kind of like you said, it's a little bit of a, a rewrite of part one, mm-hmm. but definitely has its own unique elements. Oh yeah, uh, totally. And. John Carpenter, of course, with the some of the music that they were reusing. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, nothing new for it. But, uh. <laughs> no, no, he did write a treatment for this film, though. That, uh, as you said, it had it was more of a ghost story. Well, this had more of a ghostly psychological approach it, to Mike Myers' mythos. Yeah, I there. So there is a a, a draft. Um, you can you find the the screenplay online and. Uh, it's by the it was a guy named Dennis Etchison, I think is how mm-hmm. it's pronounced. He's a novelist. He'd actually written novelizations of Halloween's two and three, mm-hmm. and so he and he was friends with John Carpenter. I think that's how he got those jobs. So when it initially came up that they were going to do four, and they knew they had to bring Michael back, he's the you know they went to him and he he wrote a couple drafts of the script, and I've I've read the script. Um, it has one of the weirdest twist. I don't know if you even call it a twist ending. Um, they, uh, it, the whole movie tr- kind of tracks along like a normal Halloween one. It brings back um, the two kids that Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting in the first one, Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace, mm-hmm. you know, it brings back Michael and everything. And it, it all goes like you, I guess, expect until the very end. And uh, it, the end takes place at a drive-in theater and Michael mm. is surrounded by uh, cops and they start opening fire on him. And actually, I have the screenplay up here on my computer right now because I purposely, I knowing that this is how the direction they almost went before we got the Halloween 4 that we got, mm-hmm. um, I think is interesting. So in the screenplay at the end, it says, um, 
all uh, let's see here. All the Warren County cops opened fire with shotguns. The shape is nailed in the crossfire, twitching like a puppet between the cars. Then the shape starts to grow, as if feeding off the bullets and becoming stronger with each shot. The shape swells to eight, ten, twelve feet tall, raises its fists against the screen. As one of the shots hits metal and a car explodes, then the next car, then the next, row after row of cars going up like a zigzag pattern of firebombs. The drive-in is an inferno. Huh. That's how they end. So wow. Michael just gets shot and then grows 12 feet tall, punches a movie screen, and blows up a bunch of cars. Okay, so now, then that, that is the not, sequel to um, that is Michael versus Godzilla. Right. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's, he's mutating because of bullets. Right. It's like... It, so it's... Uh, it's like the anger is feeding him. He's right. like the slime under New York and Ghostbusters. Makes you kind of feel like he maybe didn't want to be writing a Halloween movie is kind of what I... Yeah, I kind of got that. <laughs> I mean, because that's a Freddy ending. Like, that's, that's... Yeah. That's, you know, people hitting him with holy water and he contorts and, like, grows because of you know, his reaction to it until he becomes some kind of hideous worm monster. You know, like yeah, that's... They just show him his reflection. And <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and that's, that's how you defeat evil. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, sure, why not, you know? I mean, he sees uh, his reflection all the time, but... You know. Hey. You know. I mean, he's got little reflective objects on his hand. Yeah, that uh, seems like that was poor design. It's kind of like the whole, the old trope of signs, like, oh, you come to, you come to Earth where there's more water than any other planet. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens Very don't really silly. see the bigger picture. They just they, yeah. they miss details, but it's always the details that get you hung up, sir. Yes. So let's get into the details. We open on a sanitarium. Got some uh people who work in the ambulance industry, apparently. <laughs> and they're here to transfer our friend Mike Myers. Yeah. Uh we have a cool little security guard guy. Dude, that guy <laughs> is <laughs> Other outside of Loomis, Michael, and and you know the mate, like mm-hmm. he's my second favorite character. Oh, yeah, he's, he's perfectly I creepy. I, and I think I know who you're going to say outside of them. Who your first is? Of yeah, course, we'll get, we'll get to him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just come on. The line Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. Oh, that's like, the note I've got. Jesus, Jesus ain't got nothing to do with this place. You're like, dude. And, what what night was he having? <laughs> he was having a very bad. Somebody <laughs> snuck him some bad acid, and he was like, "Because it's like otherwise, like I mean, it's not Arkham Asylum. Like no. it's not where, like it's not like cell after cell is like horrible person. It's, well, there's gonna be some nice people there. Like right. I mean, come on. Plus they're drugging everybody. This is the '80s, you know. Yeah. Oh. Everybody's yeah. drooling in the corner. It's the whole fine. budget's gone because of that. Yeah, that's true. So uh, then we get into this elevator, and I love when we get into the elevator and we just get exposition. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> so it's yeah. like such a great – it's like, all right, now that I've got the audience trapped here, yeah. I'm going to tell you what happened in the previous Halloween movies and what we're doing now. We literally have 30 seconds where we cannot move from where we are. So It's like a video game cutscene. Totally. Pretty cool. And 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 <laughs> – it's one of those scenes where, again, you, I, there's so many times in this movie where I keep coming back to the whole 11 days to write it. Yeah. Because, you know, again, yeah. It, yeah, it's a simple, straightforward movie, but there, there are some pretty there, 
some of the stuff is done in such a like a very like expert craftsman kind of way of like okay these are the we need to hit these these things and mm-hmm. they're always awkward when you have to set up what what's happened before so and i i feel like uh alan uh McElroy did them pretty well and then that elevator scene it's like it stands out as exactly what it is mm-hmm. captain exposition scene you know or but damned if it doesn't just get it out there and you're good yeah. to go yeah like i said i watched the movie uh twice actually uh, once just for enjoyment and then the second time to take my notes and then even after seeing it twice reading the note that this was written in 11 days i'm like how how yeah. I mean, hats off to the man. He did it, but yeah, wow. he did it. Insane. But. So we go over to Michael, who they've got drugged, and uh, the, I just said that the lady nurse uh, or, or EMT, whatever, yeah. I don't know, the person at the ambulance company, she takes his blood pressure. Like, I don't think this is how you take blood pressure. It looked like his wrist or yeah. like his forearm. <laughs> Puts it like on his wrist and then inflates it and then immediately deflates it and yeah. starts listening after deflating it, which I don't know if that works. Right. But, I think you're supposed to listen while it deflates. Right? Yeah. Not, not an expert, but it's me happened. either. But I've had it done and, you know. Right. So, so they've got them all drugged up. They load them into the ambulance and they start driving off. And, uh, well, wouldn't you know it, but he wakes up. <gasps> he wakes up, he undertakers up, and he like shoves his <laughs> thumb through the dude's skull. Dude, that, like, is so kind of alarming to see. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I like, mean, it's obviously the first on-screen kill in the movie, so, yep. and it's early in the movie. And oh, yeah. It's, it's a Jason kill. It's a Jason. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and it's not a, you know, that's not the Michael, you know, you've seen in, even in part two which was a little gorier than part yeah. one. But, like, yeah, that is, like, just thumb through the forehead. Like, That's rough. It's And easy. it was shot after. That was a, an insert. Um, yeah. They did that. Uh, the You did not see the uh, the EMT murder on screen in the huh. original cut. And, wow. and actually, the special effects artist for all of the reshoots, I don't think through the whole movie, but just for the reshoots, was... Uh, John Carl Buchler, which okay. he's a fairly well-known uh, special effects artist and a director, and he directed um, Friday Thirteenth Part Seven, The New Blood, mm. the, um, yeah. and uh, Ghoulies Three. Ghoulies go to college. Uh, <laughs> Those fucking Ghoulies movies. Oh, I know. You oh, always they're... think there's a good one, and nope. then you watch them, and you're like, maybe the next one's the good one, and then you're like, nope, nope, nope. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he oversaw so. You know, there you go. You've got some Friday Thirteenth pedigree coming in. Yeah, it makes sense. You know. it, it totally tracks here. But I guess he's just more of a hands-on killer <laughs> oh. uh, in some of these. Hands-on. Killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 hurt more than a thumb through the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> so now we cut to uh, Rachel. Yes. Rachel and Jamie. Jamie's uh, sitting on the couch with her uh, wonderful dog Sunday. And it's four in the morning, and she's staring at an ambulance across the street. Yeah. So um, I was listening to the writer's commentary track, and um, he was pointing out that uh, the shot's reversed. Like, like, 
and, and it really does not make sense that like she's been staring at the ambulance really right. in, in a second later when she looks out and the ambulance is gone that's when it should have been there so for whatever reason oh okay because <laughs> yeah because i because it's weird because normally it makes a lot more sense normally it's like you look up you see something you're like wait why is that there and you look again and it's gone mm. in this case as far as we tell as we enter this scene all she's been doing is staring at someone staring at her yeah. <laughs> from an ambulance. Weird. And she does not seem too put off by that. It's just... Right. So I guess we're supposed to assume that Michael killed the EMTs, drove the ambulance to the house, parked it across the street, and was watching her. Uh, yep. That maybe she's having like some sort of a, a shining moment where she can like see into what's going on around her uh, right. psychically. I, I don't know. Yeah. So this is the, one of those kinds of scenes where it's that fine line between like artsy and uh, just nonsense. Yeah. Because it really is nonsense. Um, but considering as we learn, you know, she's the niece of Michael, like I th- thought the thought, is that she is somehow envisioning him or just, yes, a shining, kind of seeing something that is to come or a version of something that is to come. Yeah. Got that um, shine. Yeah. And Rachel yeah. comes in, though, to comfort her. It's like, look, man, it's like four in the morning and you, you got to go to bed. And, and so, so Jamie's like, asks her if she loves me, her like a real sister. And you could very easily just say, yeah, of course. Right, right. Of course. She's like, well, look, we aren't real sisters. Okay, let's just get that down on paper first. But that doesn't mean... Yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean I love you any less. Right, yeah, yeah. Let's... We we gotta just make sure we establish some norms here. Like, we're not related. Mm -hmm. But I still like you. And this this is kind of the clunkier version of the elevator scene. Right? It's like... Here's something we just need. We need to just throw it out there. We need to know it. Let's just do it in the least subtle way possible. Let's just have the mask. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> it's just so we go off to to Jamie's room and it's raining and the windows open. You know, because that's a good move. Oh yeah. And so she shuts especially the window. In, especially in Illinois, um, it's it's humid. It's yeah, not a, a little bit. Not, not, I mean, I guess this is technically October in, in the movie, obviously, so could be a cold rain, but still, I mean. Yeah, you also don't want rain in your room, so I don't that's, know. Yeah. To be fair, though, it's that nice Hollywood rain that just falls straight down in individual sheets, so yes. it's okay. Yeah, I don't think they're even like doing the thing where they shoot it from the ground up to make it look like it's falling naturally. This is just the uh, shower head. It is just turned on over you. Yeah, yeah. So she shuts it, and she goes over to the closet, and Pulls out her old box of memories and we see a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis. And we're like, oh, yeah, I remember her in these movies. I wonder when she's going to get here. <laughs> oh, wait. Right. Oh, we, yeah. The best is I, I'm next to positive that it's like that that has to be a, a publicity still. Oh, I'm sure. From the first yeah. movie, because I'm sure that's the only way they were able to like get her likeness into it. Of course, like, yeah. They're like, look, we still have a couple of the pictures, and technically this is attached to the intellectual property, so yeah, let's just yeah. use them. Because it's so funny, because you'd just be like, well, I mean, do you think she'd 
had like a picture that might have been more reflective of like what her mom was like when she was born. Like, right, right. No, 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 no. No, don't, no don't, just not the, at all. The, just the girl that was in the first movie. Uh, yeah. Well, that's okay. It gives us fond memories of a very good actor in a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, so now we we get to more of the the fun little Izzy is isn't he here scared? Uh, yeah. First we we see the closet door opens up again after she shuts it. She goes over to shut it. We see uh, old Mike in the mirror. She turns and he's not there. Then uh, she goes and picks up her dolly from from the closet door that was closed again. And all of a sudden we get well we get everybody's nightmare is the the hand from yep. under the bed. Right. Oh, that's a great, that was, you, great one. Yeah, it, it's a good little fake out, too, because, you know, mm. it's really set you up to be like, okay, closet, maybe he's the closet, okay, behind her because the mirror, you know, so it's a nice, it's a nice little uh, fake out, I think, that it's something it's, he's under the bed. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it gets you, that's for sure. So, pulls her under the bed, she, she tries, she breaks free, she runs, and Starts banging on her door to wake up the family, and the family bursts in, and she's the awesome eighty the... slow motion dramatic run. Oh with yeah, the parents yeah. just oh god, so good. And uh, we pop open her door, and uh, well, she's in the closet clutching the the doll or whatever, crying. And I guess it was just a dream, right? A very oddly specific, even to the mask that he wears in this movie, Dream. Yeah, which she would have no reference <laughs> right. for, but hey, whatever. Right. And, yeah, that that's the thing that I just made, I think, that's what I was saying earlier about, like, the idea that, like, there's that fine line between kind of a mood-setting, nonsensical thing, and then just something that is just pure and pure, like, purely nonsense. And it's like, it's those little details where she's imagining exactly what he's going to look like because that's just the mask they had for this particular movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you, you would almost think like, okay, if she's, if she is even aware that of him at all, that maybe she would be seeing him in a mask that was more in line with parts one and two. Yeah. And that's not at all what it is. So it's, that's when you know this was not really a story element as much as this was, look, we need to have some scares early on. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we need to make, make sure you realize that this little girl is in danger. Yeah, So exactly. we do. Right, now, yeah, yeah. So now we cut to the next day. We're in Haddonfield, and uh, it's October 31st, which, if you didn't know, that's Halloween. So this actually brings me back to something, which, which they do this in the first movie. Um this movie, and then also in the one from a couple of years ago, Halloween, um, they're always moving him the night before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. <laughs> and and I was trying to think about it. It's like, I understand there's weird regulations if, he, if he's, you know, ward of the state or prison or whatever, and then there there are things where you have to transfer. But it's like, I thought the transfers would be based on, like, you know, when trial dates probably more more in line with sentencing dates not anniversaries of the crimes you've committed <laughs> like that's not <laughs> when you move someone yeah. it's like and it's just funny that they've done that three times they do that three times and you're like crazy 
Yeah. Is, uh, what, what is it? Like, they, the, the crime was committed on Halloween, so they, like, they arrested him and they persecuted him immediately. Right. So now, now like everything f- is set to that schedule or right. something. <laughs> That's not even how the legal system works. That would have I mean, taken months. Right. Well, because even, like, in the first one, like, when in the opening where after you see him murder his sister when he's a child, mm-hmm. and then Loomis is picking him, picking him up to transfer him, it's night, rainy night on October 30th and they kind of make it seem like now that Michael was turning 21, but, but they never established that like that was his birthday. So really they're just saying like, it's a near the anniversary of his crime. So I, I, (laughs) it's just like, it seems like that could have used a little more thought just, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you could just have it be that he somehow knows this day is coming, and so he gets a sudden jolt of energy or something like that. Yeah, it, it's right. Who knows? But, he's, but, he's marking it off on his calendar in the insane <laughs> asylum. Is, well, you always see they scroll, th- you know, scratch things into the the walls. You know, he's yeah. his is really just a calendar. He's just keeping track of the days. You know, he knows. Yeah, he's just got to ask out. them what what day does Halloween fall on this year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't just don't tell him what day it fucking falls on. Right. This is a problem. Why do him? Tell him it's like it was a week ago and he was asleep. Exactly. You just you play it out over the whole year. You just always tell him like one or two days off from what it really is. (laughs) He breaks out and he's like walking around. All the pumpkins are rotten. Right. Like the trees are all already teepeed. He's like, ah, damn, I missed it. Now no one's gonna know it was me. And now I don't want to kill anybody. Right, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because, actually, and it's funny, because that was, it, as laughable as that sounds, that was basically what they hung all of Part 6 on. Yeah. The idea that's... that it's like, well, he just needs to do it this time. It's like, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> wow. So, just, in Haddonfield, uh, we're downstairs, mom's on the phone talking to the dad's boss i think while he dunks his tie and some coffee you know your classic 80s sitcom family uh the, the daughter so, like rude grab- to her too <laughs> they're so mean to her yeah so, so rachel like grabs a, a bagel and, and the mom's like you gotta eat more than that she's like no i'm on a diet i'm like man it must have been nice back in the 80s when you're like i'm having diet food like a big yeah. fucking bagel, bagel with cream cheese <laughs> yeah <laughs> just no idea what carbs were, you know? Right. Like, nobody would want me if I'm a, a hoggo or something. Right, yeah, yeah, yep. It's like, oof, You're, oh, that's rough. Yeah. That's that internalized misogyny going on. Yeah, that that was, like, and it's funny because as her, a character, she rises above that stuff so much. So it is one of those things where you go, man, maybe I'm just going to, like, you use this moment as like a sign that like she advances as a character later in yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah, that works. I don't think that's how it was intended. No. <laughs> but... Not only that, but I also noticed that the night before she promised uh, uh, Jamie that they would have French toast for breakfast. Yeah. There's no fucking French toast anywhere. Well, I don't, don't see any. You don't make French toast for fake sisters. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's, that's that's just a real sister thing. <laughs> You get an ego, bitch. I don't know what to <laughs> yeah. tell you. You're going to get French toast sticks that are frozen, if, oh, if, yeah. if anything. Yeah, with that fucking Mrs. Butterworth. You don't even get real maple syrup. So right. fucking fun fact. Like, I'm a bit of a food snobby yep. kind of guy a little bit. 
So my nine-year-old daughter, we get her the Eggo waffles sometimes to have for breakfast. And every once in a while, I'll do like chicken and waffles homemade for dinner. And you got to have the real maple syrup because the fake stuff just doesn't taste right. So I thought I I was going to be clever. I was like, all right, I'm going to buy the fake shit for the nine-year-old to have with like her waffles for breakfast every once in a while. But she tastes one bite out of this shit because she'd already had the real waffles with the real fucking maple syrup. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no. (laughs) So now I just got this stupid dejected bottle of fake maple syrup that I just got to throw it out. I mean, is it a Mrs. Butterworth? Yeah, I think it, no, it's Log Cabin. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's not racist. No, no, no. It's not the racist maple syrup. Because, I mean, otherwise, soon you, that'll be that collectible item that you don't want to admit that you own. Yeah, I guess I could sell it to some Trumper on eBay or something. Well, that's, (laughs) there, there, there are plenty of, uh, of, of the Trumpers in this movie, too. Oh yeah, <laughs> the weirdly kind of heroic Trumpers, but we'll I, get to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, oh man. Yeah. So yeah, she comes downstairs right right at the time when Mom's telling him, "Look, your dad's trying to get a promotion tonight. I don't know what he's doing to earn that promotion. It's fucking weird." <laughs> and I've got to go too. Yeah. Okay. I, like a key party? Like what? It's, are we... it's, it's you know it's that weird Halloween night like promotion party. Everyone has those, promotion right? meeting. I guess I don't sure. know what's going on. So, so I'm from you, Illinois. Yeah? It's an Illinois thing. I guess that makes sense. I get it. I get it. Maybe us West Coast folk just aren't accustomed to your. No, 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 no. You know, you're not Midwestern elite. Yeah, that's true. So it's. Uh, so what do they call that? The Midwest, by the way. You got you fuckers are like Central <laughs> North. Yeah. Midwest should be like Utah. See, I, mainly because um, I'm sure we declared it, and um, we're bad at geography. Yeah, yeah. It's so, kind of like the whole, like, Chicago pizza thing. Oh, that's a pizza, but then New York are like, no, that's not a pizza. Right. Yeah, yeah. You just, see, I think at a point you just declare things, hmm. and then you make reality warp to your declaration. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Um, it's a good move. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it it definitely gave us some terrible pizza because I don't I'm, I don't like Chicago pizza, but you know I can't I can only say it because one my family's not home, so no one's gonna murder me, <laughs> and uh, I'm talking to someone that's in California. I've, I've had it; it's fine. But whew, good, because I don't need a I don't need a hit on me. But <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> I've had it. It's fine. I was in Chicago for an eBay Live convention. I used to work for an eBay company. And we stopped off, had some Chicago pizza. It was fine. Hey, sure. It, it's I mean, it's no, it's no Papa John's. But. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, him and Mrs. Butterworth, they could just... Yeah, they, they just need to go away. I mean, he largely has, and she's leaving now, too, so that's fine. Yeah, I just thought that... No, I didn't mean go away. I meant they should team up. Like Team up? Like, be yeah. some sort of a pizza superpower? Like an ebony and, and ivory, like, cure <laughs> race? No. Oh, yeah, that, that, that would be... That's going to go bad. That's a bad path, so... <laughs> yeah, you'd just end up with, like, maple on your pizza. Yeah, exactly. End of it. So, but, yeah, so they're telling Rachel, like, look, you gotta, 
you got to stay home and you got to watch this kid that's not really your sister. You can't, you can't go out and fuck your boyfriend, which right. is apparently like what the plan was. Uh, so she's like, look, man, she's not even my sister. I don't want to stay here with this little cunt. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking. And right as the girl's like coming downstairs. Right. And oh, shit. Y- you have to imagine Jamie has entered the, the kitchen to that, to variations on that conversation. <laughs> Yeah. More times than than not, because yeah. before she even heard the, I mean, there was a little smile on her face before she heard what was being said, but like yeah. her face dropped quick. Just like think, that was, she didn't need those, much. Think of the frozen French toast sticks. And just right. Warm. Yeah. She, she didn't need much context to know like, oh, they're talking about me again. Right. <laughs> oh, they all stopped talking. It must've right. been something bad about me. Yeah. Never mind. So she's like, nah, fuck it. I don't want to go out trick or treating or anything. This all sucks. I'm 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 sad now. And leaves. That's that's good. Poor girl. So we cut back to Dr. Loomis and he's limping around the hospital with his bad prosthetic burn on his face. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really, really bad. And we talked about this for a second, but like the the fun little trivia fact that I found about this is that uh Donald Pleasanton is is girlfriend were watching some of the dailies and she looked at him and said uh, hey donald it looks like you've got an egg stuck to your face i'm literally i've got the movie playing right now and it's his first scene it, it totally looks, looks like, like a, a sunny side up egg yeah, it looks like a shitty side up egg man it's just deflated <laughs> yeah, well. and sad looking so at that point though he went back and he told the makeup people like look this sucks so they went and they refilmed a bunch of the scenes with better prosthetics done but yeah. in the final cut, they still fucked it up, and they left a bunch of the bad ones in. So that's yeah. why his scars are changing through the well, movie. And it's so kind of ridiculous because I, I understand that they are to show that he experienced the fire at the end of part two, and right? That he survived. But well, yeah, I mean, initially in part two, it was or in this, I believe, it was supposed to begin with an explosion. The, yeah, from yes. the end of part two, and to, him being thrown back. So thrown you know clear of it right yeah which i guess maybe in that case like if they'd had that you could understand why the burns are so minor i guess yeah. in the on the long because right now without that like the context that we have was an inferno at the oh, end yeah. of part yeah. two like so that he got away with only that and it just then it begs the question why even bother yeah <laughs> like why mess with the makeup like you're not you, we like, didn't it didn't add anything. The limp uh, uh, was fine. You yeah, know? the limp like, was good. He, he played yeah. it off really well. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I don't need like 1% of Gus Fring's uh, uh, demise <laughs> and breaking bad for right. makeup on this poor guy. Like, come on. He's, he's selling exactly. it. He's a good actor. Let him do his thing, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and, and he, he's got such great, like, he, he, he can really sell something with just, well, his eyes like just the way he can look at so why you would put something on his face that would ever tempt you to look away (laughs) it's it's the the, like uh just don't stare at his mole like he's really uncomfortable if you stare at his mole and then you just (laughs) sit and just your eyes keep drifting it's like don't distract Mm. us from how yeah just how powerful he is as a as an actor and man i'm looking at him on screen now and it's just all i can think of is egg yeah 
it sucks because it's got yeah such a dominating presence, and then now you're just drawn away from it. It's like strawberry and up in smoke. You're like, don't look at his birthmark. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, fuck, never mind. Too bad. And, uh, and maybe this is uh, why the the Crothers home they uh, couldn't make French toast because they didn't have any eggs. Could be. Hey, boom, nailed it. Yeah. So- so Loomis walks in. He's like, what the fuck did you do? Like, already right. he knows they fucked up because it's Halloween and he felt and, the disturbance in the forest. Right. The best thing is this is his first appearance in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he, and and he the way he comes into this, he, he's commanding right from the start. Oh, and yeah. yeah, you're like, so what What did he know? He, he knows they transferred him. But when was he alert? Like, he must have gotten the, the word a little late. Because it seems like this was a pre-scheduled thing, the transfer. Right. Yeah, so maybe was it, they just was didn't it like, did him. they purposely tell him after it was done? Like, okay, now we got to <laughs> let Loomis know. Because so like, like, if it was so important, you, thought, you think he would have been there the night like, before. And maybe it's one of those situations, like, it's better to beg forgiveness than ask for right. permission, you know? Well, it's like, <laughs> like always telling Michael that it's two days different than it really is. Yeah, So he yeah. never knows what Halloween is. You just, you always tell Loomis, like... After you've, After moved you've actually the day moved before in. Halloween. Right. Yeah. Hey, by <laughs> the way, we just... moved, uh, uh, what was his name? Mickey? Mickey, Mickey uh, uh, Mays? We moved yeah. him. Wait, what? He walks in so, I mean, like that cane, he's stern, and I mean, he just, like, yeah. why would you do it? It's like, well, we had to. Yeah. You knew, like, this, <laughs> like, we've known for years. <laughs> I don't know. It's the, it's, it's so. It, the, it's mismatched his urgency yeah. versus his just showing up pretty late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like we know and, where he lives. Like Lo, we're never told where Loomis. So it's like, did he tra- have to travel far? I think he just works there. I think he lives in that car. Right. <laughs> like, which, I don't know where the fuck he he's is. also a Smith's Grove sanitarium car. That's so true, yeah. uh, hopefully he still works at Smith's Grove. Cause otherwise he is now also stolen their car. That's very true, yeah. And that is government property, as you can tell by the uh, license plate later <laughs> on. By the magnet decal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the magnet decal on the side. <laughs> well, oh, and uh, but I love it. And actually, it's funny. Um, there was a in, – in that scene where he first talks to the mm-hmm. his boss or whatever, who's, you know, of course, coincidentally typing, like, the discharge paperwork right. for Michael, which, again, Perfect thinking time. that would have been done. I I don't know if you, maybe he's just like a diary entry, like, hey, last night we finally, he finally left. But, um, they, uh, I guess there's, is this a goof? Like he puts the wrong middle initial for Michael. Yeah. Is it Michael M. Myers? Right. But it's Michael Audrey Myers. Uh, So it's Michael A. Myers, which, um, I know I, yeah, yeah, that, that would be the best. Is if the whole time Loomis is talking to him, you just see him with a little bit of white out. <laughs> just like, oh, so, yeah, yeah, no, I'm listening, yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> just... Oh, or maybe there's another Michael Myers that's in the sanitarium that they were supposed to transfer on the 30th, and they accidentally transferred Michael A. Myers. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh shit. man. It's like, you think, you, you think we'd pay more attention to these things, but, like, have you seen our Night Watchmen? Like... He's always talking about Jesus not being here, and, you know, it's hard yeah. to keep up. It's, we it's transferred hard to keep out the guy that's going to go make the Wayne's World movie. It's fine. <laughs> it's right, yeah. No, that wasn't him. That was the fucking killer, you idiot. Just, and and just he has sh- a great line. Yeah. 
where he says, uh, uh, oh, well, we had to let him go, you know, and by the way, he, it's okay, his muscles are trash. Right, yeah. Luma says, that's not a man, he is evil on two legs. Yes. Like, mm. I love any time Loomis talks about Michael. Yeah. I love just the, it, because it, and it takes, like, kind of a hammy British actor to sell yeah. those lines. Because you put those lines in any other cast member in any of the movies. You know, I, uh, Sheriff Meeker later in this movie, you know, I was a bow star. Like, great job, you know, totally believable character. He cannot sell a line like that. No. That he's evil on two legs. So, but, man, Loomis must be awful to work with. Yeah, I can imagine. He'd be like, dude, Doc, do you like any of your patients? Is this is he your only patient? And if so, if he's your only patient, you were late. <laughs> like we had a big transfer. Um, or like, can you imagine the therapy with him? Oh God, yeah. He's just <laughs> just talking to... to some kid that keeps getting in trouble at school. Like, look, man, I didn't like. They keep blaming me for like when things go wrong. Like, I know I've fucked up a couple of times in the past, but like sometimes things will just go missing, and it's not that I stole it or anything, but it just it feels bad because I'm trying to do better, you know. But nobody ever wants to give me the chance, and then he just interrupts him, and he's just like, "Yeah, he he interrupts him, and he just looks at him, and he goes, you have the devil's eyes.' (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Doc." Oh, okay. Well, I guess fuck me then, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm going to go fucking light something on fire now. Thanks, Doc. Can you write a a prescription uh, for me? Yeah. I'm really just here to get a refill. I didn't didn't think I was evil, but uh, (laughs) but yeah, I know. Yeah, he's, it's just, you just, because it's been 10 years as this movie picks up from the end of the second one, and you just think like, the hell has Loomis been doing for 10 years? Oh, he's just been ruminating. Yeah. He's, he's been, been in a pissed. room, like, staring holes into the fucking wall. Yeah. He's been Michael for 10 years. The he has. has not spoken a word to anyone. He's, you know, like, that's, talk about the, what part three could have been, man. Just, like, Loomis yeah. without Michael, just drifting, like, with the, no meaning in life. Loomis' but, journey. Yeah. So yeah, they're like, yeah, we we cut him free. He's he's just driving. And uh, oh, hold on a second, I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> Speaking of timing, to, uh, yeah. wait, what? There's an accident, and Loomis like doesn't even wait to hear. Dude, yeah, Loomis knew what was like, on where that the phone call. where it's at. Or, he's like, and as Loomis, yep, as Loomis, storm, Loomis storms out, like you just hear the guy in the background going, "Now, are you sure it was Michael M. Myers? Because I mean, <laughs> there's a Michael A. Which one are we dealing?" It's not be... the bad one, is it? Right. Like, oh, man. Fuck. Like, we had a 50-50 shot. Like, how did we let... We could have had someone just swinging all over Haddonfield, but no, no, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Uh, so so then we cut to, to Loomis. Yeah, he gets the fuck out of there, and, and uh, yep. we, we go to the scene of the crime. And yes. holy shit. <laughs> so, my, my, yeah, my question is, like, would this scene have read or been more effective if they hadn't gone back in and added the murder with the, the, the thumbprint or thumb through the forehead? 
because you know knowing now I... the original cut did not you did not see Michael like I can't tell like if we lost any kind of like because you know he's coming back but like there's part of me that wonders man just right. seeing this tipped over ambulance and just being like what the hell like happened you know now you're like well yeah he yeah. shoved his thumb through someone's forehead like of course he tipped an ambulance that's like the most rational thing that happened <laughs> like yeah and, and, and so there's some great police work that goes on here too <laughs> they're like ah he probably just careened off the freeway this has happened before Dude, they are just improving like the whole thing there's an ambulance that's overturned it looks like the there back are bloody doors handprints are... on the outside okay yes uh, you would say handprints i would say like modern art. Well, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> these are not handprints. It looks like he tried to repaint the van with their right. blood to be like, maybe they'll see a red van and be like, maybe that wasn't the ambulance. They'll think it was something else and see, throw him off what, the trail. But then he ran forget, out of blood. What we forget is that Loomis really did a lot of art therapy with, mm. uh, with Michael. Okay. So, you know, he was just yeah. coming back and you no, know, but I love that. Cause it's just like, okay. I understand. Like, yeah, it was a stormy night. Maybe somehow they creened off the bridge. Just, just let's let's just take that as fact. Okay. Yeah. You have evidence that physical contact happened, <laughs> smearing happened, and you you just want to be like, well, they were just thrown from it. You're like, oh, an accident. That, that's not what happened. <laughs> like, what way were they? They so they, they were thrown. They came out the back. Did an immediate turn wiped against the side like you just oh oh yeah it cracked me up though because yeah, i, I want to see them model this in like some sort of a computer simulation yeah yeah, yeah you want to see them recreate it just like what in the, like what did you think happened like because yeah. man the, it, they're creative like they will do any they'll they will go to any length to not have this be a murder they have to continue to investigate. It just makes me think like that police department has a really shitty version of Dexter Morgan that's their blood splatter <laughs> expert. Like he's just been killing people and doing a very terrible job yeah. at explaining away the blood patterns work. So they're like, Oh, we've seen this before. This is clearly he's got thrown out of the, the damn thing. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Their motto, no crime solved since nineteen twenty eight. Like no crime it's, since 1928. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just a series of unfortunate events. So, uh, this is another one of what we like to call an unfortunate careening incident. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I it's some great, like... He and, careened onto these bullets, man. I don't know what... Yeah. <laughs> what the yeah. cop speculates, oh, that body could have been thrown 50 to 60 feet from the crash. <laughs> Which, like, how? Is another thing where you go, what are those doors made of? <laughs> like, well, they're gone now because yeah. it looks like they got ripped off the back. But that, the... do you know, that happens when you hydroplane and skid off a bridge. Yeah. Do you know, damnedest things, doors just fly off. Yeah, they need to look into making some better doors for these ambulances, man. The, yeah, what they need to do is uh, not build ambulances the same way they build crash test dummies, where you hit it one place and everything just kind of pops off. Ah, yeah, yeah. See, that was the problem. We'll see a better dummy flying around later, too. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, but yeah, Loomis, the... Loomis is like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Um, he's headed to Haddonfield, so that's where I'm going. 
Yes, so. my my favorite shot, and he might be as he's talking about this. Mm-hmm. Is is this when directly behind him there's just a tire? Yeah, one yeah. one tire, and you're like just up in the so air. that thing just landed there. Like yeah. you telling me like like I love it. It's like accident scene. What would be behind him? I don't know. A tire. Oh, a tire back there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little blood on the tire too. Like, but yeah, yeah. No. Oh. So, uh, now we cut to uh, bandaged up Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, and there's a guy like working under a car. He says, oh, "I need the nine sixteenths uh, bit or whatever thing," and he rolls out on the little dolly. And you just got Mike up there with the, the pry bar, and he just yeah. skewers the fucking guy. Yeah. So that's another um, insert, or oh, yeah, okay. another. So another thing where, and actually, it's weird because they shot it to make it even gorier to where mm-hmm. you. Uh, I like see the thing go like go down the guy's throat or something. And then they cut that to where, so it's weird that they went back in to add gore and then ended up like cutting it. But yeah, so that was not, um, we, this was not supposed to be something we were to see until Loomis gets. Like the two guy. slashes forward and one slash back, man. Yeah. It's, so, it's interesting though. Cause Loomis. it's like when you, when you start hearing about these kinds of things, since they, they don't involve the plot, you start kind of mentally, removing them from the movie and trying to figure right. out like yeah wh- did yeah, i need to see this like not i mean really. it's a cool shot but like it's another thing where you're like well now it just okay. looks like you know the invisible man is killing someone it's like it doesn't read as michael so yeah yeah but and it definitely changes the tone of it a bit yeah so, loomis shows up at the gas station he goes to uh fill up the the county uh sanitarium car some See, gas. the nice thing is there's one road to yeah. Haddonfield, no matter which direction you're coming from, so it's pretty lucky. Yeah, it's handy that you, you everybody just kind of, all roads lead to Haddonfield, to Haddonfield. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, so he goes in to pay after, like, filling the car up with gas, or maybe the pump didn't work, I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah. Because he, like, fiddles with it for a second, and he just walks directly into the garage. Right, which is not what a person does. No, no. But it's but he's, he's it shining. That's that's totally like because oh, yeah. it's the only way to because he does not act like a human, <laughs> like yeah. a human being. Like if the pump wasn't working, this is way before the days of like pay before you pump. So right. like if it wasn't working, yeah, you'd walk into the cashier area. Yeah, and just be like, hey, what's going on with the pump side? But not not old uh, Scatman Loomis. He no, shines no, his no. way on into the garage and he's looking around he's, for people and. He's also clearly in the desert. Like, that's the other thing about this gas station, which, again, I know they've never filmed a Halloween movie in Illinois, despite Mm -hmm. setting them in Illinois. Yeah, but they nailed the Illinois desert. Dude, Yeah, I can't tell you how many times. Like, I just, I'm like 30 minutes from my house, and I, it's like Death Valley. It's a lonely, dusty road. It's just so funny, because it's like, how hard would it have been just to make it farmland? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's you, you, it would read the same way, desolate, like big, wide open space, you know, like, yeah. but it's just, <laughs> no, just a one of those like, moments where you're like, they didn't, they're like, whatever. <laughs> well, we like to change up the, the, the aesthetics here every once in a while, I think. Yeah. So we find the hanged man from the chains. Right. So now that would be the first time we would have seen. So that yes. that that's that I that's one where I feel like if we hadn't seen the murder, mm-hmm. this would have been genuinely more startling. 
Yeah. Because yeah. When, now we would have really, because up to that point, we, you know, Loomis is acting weird, but we don't necessarily have any reason to, I mean, yeah. not in the movie, we wouldn't well, have any reason to assume that he was right, that Michael was there. Well, of course. I mean, like, clearly the ambulance got into an, a little accident where it careened off. That's normal. <laughs> that happens. Careened off uh, in a very lush water, you know, area by, like, a stream or river, yeah. lots of greenery. Now we're and all the way he, off into the desert. He walked so that's to the okay. nearest desert. Desert adjacent, yeah. Desert adjacent, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, you're right. I would have been suspicious of nothing until now. Right. And, and so I think, and that's where you just go, like, you know, that would have been a better startle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it would have. Um, but would have played better. Know, so yeah. Loomis freaks out. He runs around out, and he goes back into the, <laughs> the grocery store slash yeah. restaurant section instead of just booking the fuck out. But I guess it's because he's looking for Mike. He wants right. to deal with it himself. See, that's, yeah. So one of the, that's one of the coolest things, you know, again, also about this series that makes it a little unique is, especially when you have Loomis, Mm-hmm. the entries with Loomis is you always have a proactive character. Right. And, and, and most, so in a lot of like slasher movies, you know, they, every entry is a new, a totally new cast. So someone has to get kind of brought up to speed and then like yeah. become proactive. So it's a, I think it's an interesting, it's something, it's something that becomes noticeable. Like, yeah, that you have a character like when he's running towards what's clearly going to be danger. You don't have to do fight that. Um, like, what are you doing? You idiot like thought process. Cause it's like, no, this is exactly what he would do. Like this makes right. perfect sense. Well, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's a and good it, point. Yeah. I never it, thought of it that way. But well, it's, and it's funny cause it, it, you, you don't, it, there's no reason for that to register, but you get so used to being like, why the hell would some, you know, you just found something creepy. Why the hell are you continuing to explore? Like, that's like the, the, the cliche about, you know, slasher movies. Why so, are you going upstairs instead of out the front door? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's interesting, like to have kind of a parallel lead character, you know, in a way mm-hmm. um, like that. And, and I think it allows for these kinds of moments, like this gas station scene, which I think is one of the, you know, highlights in this movie. Like, I think this scene um, is unnerving. Yeah. Um, is effectively unnerving. Now, I still really wish that he had like swiped a piece of pie as he was walking around, though. Like that's, that would have been good. every. T- I don't know what it is in my head, but like I think first time I saw this movie or something, I must have like just made myself laugh thinking of him like finding <laughs> bodies eating a piece of like diner pie. Oh yeah. Yeah, so now every time nice, I see like it, banana like, cream or oh, every time I see it because I just want that that reverse shot. I will, before he pulls the gun when he sees Michael. I want it. I first want the clattering of like him dropping a pie plate. <laughs> He's gonna like drop that and fumble with the gun. Hey, <laughs> exactly. He I just, goes in. We see a dead lady laying and, on the and, ground, and and mind you, this I'm just yeah, I'm making that up totally. There's no pie in the scene. Like it's not it like this is, like you don't know. For well, right, but for some reason I have. <laughs> I have invented this moment, this comedic moment that I always want to be there. We'll have to like, yeah, if eventually I become rich, I'll, I'll, I'll do a a reshoot of this scene for you with, 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 you uh, can Lucas uh, it for me and just like add the pie that should have been CGI, a little, a little cut of him dropping some pie on the ground. (laughs) 
Yeah, they really yeah. dropped the ball with that scene. They could have. Oh man, like well, could have been wonderful. Yes, it, it would have been a different kind of wonderful because this mm-hmm. scene, like I said, I. No, it plays I, well. It yeah. does. Even the the um and. I don't know the technical term. It's like the, is it like the push zoom or pull zoom? So sure. when I'm, it's probably one of those point where like where <laughs> Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, see the nice thing about um, writing comic books is I, you know, there's a lot of similarities to like to screenplays, mm-hmm. but I can just, I can be really lazy about like terminology because what I'm referring to is just something that an artist needs to interpret. I'm not yeah. like trying to, I don't have to specify something that then someone's going to have to figure out, like, do we have the equipment that could do this? So well, I'll, yeah. So a fun fact script... about that actually is you really shouldn't be doing that well, in a screenplay. No, right. right. Yeah. If, right, if yeah. you're telling them the angles you want in the shots, you got like directors will yeah. get yeah, pissed you're at you. people off. Yeah. But you know, whereas like, cause I, there's a, this is a complete tangent, so it'll be brief. But like, I I wrote Kung Fu Panda for two years or so. Um, it was cool. after the it was the series. Yeah, it was comp- so it was after the first movie, but before the second movie. So I wrote um, a graphic novel that bridged the gap, and then some, uh, you know, um, and then a, a ten issue series after you know afterwards. Wow. But you know, and I there had been no Kung Fu Panda comics, so I'm like, man. The whole point of this is kung fu. Right. <laughs> like, you need motion. Like, yeah. this is, you know. So, um, I just decided to, uh, when I needed him to do a fight scene, I, I was like, well, I'll just have the artist draw him in the panel like three, four times. So, I'll kind of break the rule of comics and, you know, uh, you'll see the same character four times in the panel, but it'll look like movement. Oh, okay, and, yeah. So, I, so I, I just, I get it. I just kept calling it multi shot multi-shot and i was like this is great this like when you look at it on the page as Mm -hmm. a script you're like oh this looks really nice and official and like multi-shot yeah i gotta better do a multi-shot and uh only had one artist to go "Uh, what's a (laughs) (laughs) multi-shot most of the others i hopefully they they got it or they just knew enough to ignore me (laughs) but yeah so that was my lesson i'm like yeah maybe i just need to not uh tell people their jobs but yeah, but the, it's, it's hard in a collaborative uh, effort. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so yes, the the push zoom or push pull zoom or whatever mm-hmm. it is when you, the, Michael and Loomis. Yeah. Um, Staring each other down the hall. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I'm torn because it's kind of like a weirdly, it's a dated effect. You know, I mean, it's almost a, it's, I don't think it's a cliche, but you've, once you see the shot, you're like, okay, I, I know I've seen this in other movies. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it's one of those ones where I feel like I bet you that hit that. I bet you that hit really good in the theater. Oh yeah. Back night. in the day. Oh, yeah. Sure. Now yeah. there's, there's a kind of an eighties feel to it that just is, you know, but I don't know. It's, I'll, well, that's one I, of the tricky things with horror, especially like going back to the older stuff is you look at it and it's like, wow, this is a trope. But it's like, well, maybe it wasn't back then. Right. Maybe, maybe this made the trope. Well, you know? yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of got to give credit where credit is due. Well, and especially when you're, you know, when you're talking Halloween, as you said, yeah. I mean, so many and 
and this being the fourth one, you know, yeah, there's a lot of other slasher movies that have come out, mm-hmm. but this one's not paying attention to any of the other slasher movies. No. This one is very much looking at Halloween. So, yeah, you you wonder what, like, is that are there things that we have now like we don't appreciate as much? And I I, I just I always I always feel like that that dramatic moment between like Loomis and Michael for the first time yeah. is something that I feel like it's lost something, but I can still appreciate what it's meant to be. Yeah, the gravity that of the the moment that they were going for is not yeah. lost when you see it. And that's another one where Pl- Donald Pleasance, man, like that. You have a guy that is perfect. He he's found at this point with this character, he is he's found that um, that sweet spot of the okay. I need to be serious and and and, and you yeah. You need to I need to convey like the gravity of this. Um, but he's he's not he has not drifted into like parts five and six where it's like the hamminess really really yeah. came to the forefront and and in this moment he has that like because he's he's a strong proactive character that's face to face with his, his nemesis that he yeah. never wanted to be back in this spot and there's strength there but there's also that moment where he's like leave them alone don't don't go. yeah. Don't go back. Take me. And and then you know, he drops his arms and you know the gun's at his side and and then when he raises the gun to shoot again, it's there's a weird hesitance that's like he knows the futility of what he's about to do. Right, but he still has to. He still has to. And 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 I and I love the way he delivers that line where he's I think it's just like I think it's just goddamn you before he yeah. lifts the gun. But the what he's in that moment, like, and, and, and the way it's, it is, it's defeat mixed with determination, which is not, um, I don't know if you could direct someone to act that way as much as they just need to be able to find that because it is such, I, I don't know. I, I, and again, this is one of those things where I feel like as, as a movie, as a slasher movie, this is a, a point where I would go like, this is, this is elevated above, you yeah. know, this is some, this is an actor stuff. who, who gets the character like a hundred percent and, and, yeah. and is able to communicate it very effectively to the audience, uh, very subtly too. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's wonderful. I, I, yeah. It's, it, it's just one of those. And, and it's, it's because I, I, um, this scene was, you know, in the newest Halloween, like, there's a lot of visual nods back to discarded entries, and there's a gas station scene that they all, I mean, they, in in a decent chunks, they almost recreate this gas station scene. Yeah. In the new one, which I think is, again, to me, is a testament to the overall import, um, impact of this particular scene in this movie, is that, you know, if even when the plot points of this movie are discarded, that was still a, an element that was salvaged out of it mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of shot, you know, a spotlight shown on it again. So, yeah. uh, so it's a good one to, to pick from and, and throw into, into the new stuff. 
For sure. And then all subtlety goes out the window when Michael just crashes through the garage door with a tow truck. Well, yeah, Loomis tries to shoot him, but but Michael vanishes. Uh, and you still kind of get the vibe of, like, maybe he wasn't there. Yeah, maybe that, that's always a weird shot. That yeah, part, because it yeah. breaks the mirror, and then it was like, well, wait, was Michael just standing in front of a mirror? Right. Because it yeah, wasn't a reflection. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's one that I always feel like there's – I didn't know if there was something I was missing, you know, because – Yeah. Yeah. You kind of get yeah. that vibe. So, yeah, then, like you said, Loomis runs outside to – to get uh, in his car and or find Michael and Michael plows through the garage door and runs over the gas. <laughs> it's not like such an asshole. It's just like this, what this the fuck? Michael is so stealthy and like, there was no reason. No, <laughs> like it, it's a weird moment of just like big dramatic action from Michael. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes one of the Duke boys. Yeah. Like why, suddenly, like, why does he suddenly feel like, Man, I got to haul ass out of here. That old man's after me again. Like, yeah, I guess he's scared of him a little. I don't know. Can you imagine that Michael just like did like a hood slide, like getting into it? <laughs> just slides on one cheek across the hood of that tow truck. Oh man, just hauling ass. Just and then how the fuck? Like he doesn't hit the gas tanks. He likes. Well, I guess it's one of them careening things that happen. Again, you know, as we've learned, um, there is um such a thing as uh dangerous careening um mm-hmm. cr- more deaths by careening than <laughs> so do you imagine after after loomis leaves the cops show up here and <laughs> Dude, they're like that would be the best ah. if those state troopers just <laughs> if we just linger on it yeah they they pull up and they're like oh man another careening explosion <laughs> Ah, well, I see, and they're dead inside of the restaurant. This They yeah. probably got thrown from the vehicle. You know, <laughs> This yeah. guy's all hung up in the chain. Right, yeah, yeah. So, so what happened was he was working under this car, and then the gas station careened and blew up. <laughs> and he just... Open and shut case. Right, let's, yeah. Let's grab a piece of pie and get the hell out of here. Oh, speaking of pie, the lady that's dead behind the counter. I mean, it looks like she might have yeah. been, like, stabbed or slit her throat. But really, we know it was a um, a, 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 a pie mm. delivery pie? careening yeah, incident. Could be. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. little the ladle that you use to get the pie out of the... Out of the tin, the cool spade-shaped thing, yeah, careened say, off. It's the, it's the it's the pie server. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like. I mean, look, I, I I've seen her dish this pie out, and it's it's yeah. it's reckless. It, it careened it's, off the bottom the, of the tin. They, yeah, they go exactly. into just well. This guy careened against the chains. This has happened yeah, before. I literally want every single scene <laughs> to have them show up. Like, I want every one of our main characters to leave scene. We hold for like ten seconds on nothing, and then the troopers that just come in give their assessment of what just happened. Yeah, it's the Matt Anderson cut, ladies and gentlemen. No, oh, yeah, yeah. You, I'm going to cut all the gore, but don't worry. There's going to be a lot of unnecessary discussion of so much of bad, bad police, police work. work. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, oh man. So yeah, we cut to the the school now, and okay, <laughs> now. Meanest- I've I've been in school and I've been I didn't realize until later on in life that I was a bully. Oh, uh, oh no. It's one of those things where I was like, man, I had a lot of friends. 
And then the, I was talking to my wife about, like, yeah, there's this guy I used to fuck with him, and then there's other guy I used to mess with that guy. Oh, we used to call this guy uh, Little Arms and stuff. And, and she's like, holy shit, you were fucking bully. You, you, re- you, like, you realize oh. after, yeah, you're telling all these entertaining stories, and yeah. you realize you're the villain in all of them. Yeah, well, I guess the, well, what's the old quote that uh, every, every, uh, yeah. Villain is secretly the hero in their own story exactly. or in their own mind. Well, you okay. Ever, did you ever see the other guys with uh, Will Ferrell and no. uh, Mark Wahlberg? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's a dead end then. But, but yeah, basically, Will, <laughs> Will Ferrell uh, was a pimp in college, but uh, he doesn't realize that, and he keeps telling the story about like what his college life was like, and and Mark Wahlberg has to just keep going. You were a pimp. And he's like, no, I just had a lot of girls hanging around me, and I sometimes drove them to places and stood outside while they yeah. uh, met with, you know, and it's just, yeah, but it's just that revelation of like. Oh, maybe they weren't careening. Right, <laughs> yes. They weren't just careening into random so, dudes. Um, but as far as being a bully. Yeah. I never remember it to the degree of making fun of the orphan child. Sure, you're right. Well, and again, like, he, it's it's so easy to be an asshole when you're a kid. Yes. Like I I like I so I have a son who's twelve and I have one that's seven. Mm-hmm. And I love listening to them interact with their friends because okay. you know for the most part they all get along and you know and it's all usually it's just hilarious conversations where you're like this they're just talking about just pure nonsense but right. like every now and then they will just bust out some of the meanest stuff at each other. And, 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 and it's, it's, it's so kind of alarmingly like out of nowhere um, that it's funny. And, right. and, and, and I'm terrible because like I clearly start laughing. <laughs> and then that is a very hard place to then like course correct and be yeah. like, you know, because oh, you've God, basically yeah. been like, like I, I heard a kid, I not, I heard one of the neighborhood kids call another kid, and now granted they're in second grade, mm-hmm. and one said douche nugget, douche nugget. And okay, never I, heard that one. Exactly. Wow. And, and I, they're in my front yard, and I just started laughing. And yeah. and of course my laughing, they all looked uh, at me, and I'm like, well, I've lost moral high ground here. So you really have, yeah. We're gonna pretend that, but yeah. So yeah. Oh, no. you're gonna tell me not to say that when you think it's funny. So exactly. Shut up. Like, oh right, right, yeah. But but and again, you're right though. It's like never once have I seen in, no. in, in like kids like like I you got a goofy haircut. You've got, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You but, smell or you stupid. But you go to the, like, absolute core. Of... <laughs> hey, way to have dead parents. Like, what and, the and also, fuck? Why do they all know? Well, yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> like, I mean, did, did, did they, like, sit all the kids down and they're like, all right, there's a new student in our school today. Yeah, yeah. Her parents is, are it's, fucking it's, dead. It's, it's, it's an exchange student. Like, Last week it was like she's from Germany, and then this yeah. one is like here's Jamie. She's from the orphanage. <laughs> like, yeah, she, her brother's from hell, or, or her right. uncle is from hell. Like, what are we talking so, about? That's the other thing. It's like 
they seem to those kids are really keyed into like the oh, yeah. idea that like not only is she an orphan, but like her uncle's a murderer. It's like Oh yeah. Yeah, the I'm, lead boy in the front, like I want to get him a gig like writing for roasts, man, because he's yeah, fucking dude, dude, great. That kid is yeah. He's like, Oh, where's your uh, where's your mask? Why don't you have your mom make you a mask? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, she's dead. <laughs> like I I am like Every time I watch this movie, like, I just go, Jesus Christ, like, those yeah. kids, like, and the thing about it, though, it's like, you, know, you try and think about, like, they are specific, yes. <laughs> like, these are, like, the, like, insults that they're like, we're gonna haunt you in your dreams insults. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. We no, know. This is no weakness. scattershot. They're not, like, spraying, praying, right. it, man. These are fucking snipers. Right. And, it's. And it's funny because it's such like a, it's obviously a, a little nod and play to the, you know, he's going to get you, he's going to get you mm-hmm. scene in part one. But that's a, that's, that, yeah, that's a generic thing. Like, right. oh, you're afraid of the boogeyman. Oh, oh, you know, that's not, that's, they could be saying that to any kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this was like, this movie was like, we'll see that child taunting scene and we're going to raise you like everything. I just wanted the, the camera to like pan up and behind him you just see Michael and he's like he just like walks away. He's like, forget it. Like what Yeah, dude, like you've gone I'm, through enough. Yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna go kill those kids. <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> like, God. I mean, he, he you just see him change his plans. Like he just has a little notepad, he crosses off Jamie and then starts writing their names. He tilts like... his head and looks at them like, Oh, you you guys are fucking what's your name, son? And yeah. your name and Yeah. What I want to see is the camera pan and there to be a teacher standing there. <laughs> yeah. Any adult. Like, what the Those fuck kids were not you? quiet. No. No, they're screaming it. And so the poor girl, like, she starts crying. Yeah. Runs away. Then, like, steadies herself on a, against a tree. Yeah. She's like, all right, it's okay. Yeah. Calm down. And I'm like, dude, I'm not that evolved, man. No. Like, Holy no. shit. Like, to to pull yourself together while also knowing that all their insults were accurate. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, rough. Because it's one thing to be like, okay, look, they were just making shit up. Like, I'm... Okay, look, what my hair's not me. actually made out of poop. You know exactly. that, right? Like, right, right. But to be like, pull yourself together. Your mom right. is dead, and your uncle is a mass murderer. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Look, they might be right. Let's get on with the dead. doesn't <laughs> give them... Don't, don't show them the wounded face. Put on a brave face. Right, yeah, yeah. Just, and she does. Yeah, and, she does. And, uh, then her sister comes, uh, uh, well, not her sister. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's get realistic. <laughs> Rachel comes yeah, around I, the corner I, I, in, just, the, in the car. I love her, like, Rachel flagging her down. Hey, Jamie, it's me, Rachel. You know, not your sister. The girl you live you with. Up. I'm going to take you to not your real house. Yeah. <laughs> Put your uh, real backpack in my uh, car <laughs> that you really have no right to be in because yeah. I, you're a stranger to me. Anyhow, here's my friend. Uh, yeah, my real friend. My real friend. Yeah, I mean, we're cool and everything. Like, yeah. I would definitely get her ice cream, like I promised. Um, but you. <laughs> yeah. So you want to go get ice cream or you want to go get a, a, a costume? And there's there's a little bit of, like, back and forth between uh, Rachel and the friend. Because Rachel's mm-hmm. like, look, I don't want to go to the only costume store in town. Right. Because Which... Brady's there. Yeah. Never a good sign when dude's name is Brady. Just nope. to say. That's no. just not. 
Yeah, Eddie is a fine name for a guy. Like if if he would have been an Eddie, it would have been okay. But a Brady, you know that's what? a. I think that's another reason why you should probably like this series a lot because, I mean, now granted, I can't remember every single character, but I don't think there's a horrible Eddie in any of these movies. <laughs> well, that would be that would be a first for a series, so. right? Exactly. But yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's so funny though because it's like I love it. It's like go to the one place. I mean, I guess it is Halloween, but like, there's gonna be more than one place. It's selling a costume. Yeah. There's, there's got to be something. I mean, I and especially because it's like just the drugstore. It's not like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's we'll, like, we'll that's get to weird. The that like that's the store. one place you go to for a costume. Like, yeah, like, they're taking small town Midwestern quaint to a, a, a very unrealistic. They're, they're taking it to the unrealistic of where I grew up, where there literally was one store in town. Th- that's so. true. Yeah, but they, uh, we didn't get costumes there. We just had to make our own out of mud and pine cone. So. <laughs> Scraps from hobo clothes. Yeah, yeah. We just go by the train tracks and look for what old Bean Can Willie used to throw out. Right. Well, I I assume you grew up in Preston in a Preston Sturgis movie, so that's like I'm just I'm going with. <laughs> it was like between that and Gummo, so yeah. Somewhere Found that in that sweet spot. Right in, yeah, that sweet spot. So yeah, she doesn't want to go to the store because her boyfriend's there. And it, wait, what? Well, well, I don't want to ask him out because then I'm going to come off as desperate. And her friend's like, well. You are desperate. I mean, right? Look at you. Come on, that's an, and yeah, yeah. One, yeah, you want it. Two, yeah. that's a nonsense conversation because she had to be there to tell him. Right. They already had plans. Yeah. She was going there to cancel them. <laughs> right. So it makes no sense. But right. whatever. Right. We go. To, we cut to the drugstore. And that's this... part of that eleven day uh, oh, window yeah, where yeah. like you're just writing in a fury and you're like, mm-hmm. I think this makes sense. You were right. Oh, it doesn't. Like you're at the edge of the Coke bubble, but not quite. Right. It hadn't quite popped. Yeah, uh, you're just feeling around for something, and you know. But hey, it gets you there. Yeah. So we're at the drugstore now, in this fucking rogues gallery, of dude. <laughs> Holy shit! So we've got Brady and Wade, and they're looking great. Oh, I'm watching man. this last night with my wife, and she, because she's a bit younger than me, she looked at me and she says, "So back in the '80s, did every dude just look this creepy?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Yeah, probably. They they try to pull it off with Stranger Things a little bit. Like, the brother, yeah. he definitely nails it. But... Oh, yeah. Those kids are all weird looking, though. So, yeah. I guess I shouldn't really judge kids. Yeah. I will. Uh, okay, good. So, so now... I, I was just quoting you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, now we're just taking bets on hitting on the sheriff's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh... We're hunting for sport or for game. Like, what are right. we? And one of the things you go like, okay, so they either do this every single day, right? Oh, or yeah. you're this just tired is just... of it, right? Like, you feel like, like I, I, I don't know. That's it's oh, that's always the trick about introducing characters, right? Because it's like you want to establish them, mm-hmm. and you want to make it feel like lived in feel real but it's like dude they if this was every single day that guy wouldn't have even gotten as close to her before she told him to fuck off he would have a restraining order he wouldn't be in the store yeah yeah the one thing i have to say that i um am always i kind of always surprised every time i see this movie is that like 
Wade and there's one other guy other than Brady, right? There's yeah. two fr- like those two dudes don't factor in. Like no. I it because no. again, it feels like a slasher, you know, a normal slasher movie where you'd be like, okay, now here, here are our teens that are going to get locked in a house. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the red meat. The, the right. Get cut up, but no. And and it's it's so I just thought it was a very weird because very very rarely in slasher movies is there an extraneous character that's not just introduced in order to become part of a body count. Yeah. And they totally. I mean, this was like the the Crispin Glover's friend in Friday Thirteenth Four the you know, dead fuck guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah. It's like, they went to great lengths to make him feel that awkward. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the guy who, you yep. know, who will, he'll finally almost get it, you know, get, yeah. get with it. But no, they just, no. they're just gone. Yeah. No, she shuts him down. She's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Ah, shit. Leaves. So now we've got Jamie and she's wandering around looking at some outfits and we see Mike Myers mask in the background. <laughs> Okay, well that's cool. It's handy that that's there. I can love that. Like, and then then I also know that mask. Yeah, now I know you want to get rid of that mask in this town. Like, and yeah. we'll we'll see later. There's a few of them floating. Yeah, around. there's a yeah yeah. No, that's the other thing. It's like, dude, that's that's crazy. Like, because I mean, again, and you think about it in the context of this movie, that was just ten years ago. Yeah, like like mass murder ten years ago. We're cool. We've gotten like, over it. Like, I don't think man, like, even, like, Charles Manson didn't become, like, ironic until at least, like, 20, right? Like, the, that had, oh, that yeah. took a no, little that a, while. That was a while, yeah. But, like, That's yeah, it's, true. and with this mask, though, like, I have to say, like, I, so, I, before I watched the movie for the first time in preparation mm-hmm. for this, I kind of wrote a couple notes down of just, like, Based on memory, like when I think about Halloween four, like what are the things that come to mind? And my, I think my my literally my second note on it is uh, I hate the mask in this. Yeah, movie. it didn't really work. Um, yeah, this time it looks it, goofy. This time it kind of grew on me a little bit more, but it feels too alien looking. Like it yeah. doesn't. Like it. It doesn't feel like. Um, like an unfinished person, which is obviously kind of what they were more right. or less going for, or a blank. This it feels very, um, like you could really see it, like having like those like kind of like black, black or green like lens bubble eyes, and then it would yeah. be like, oh, this is a a Martian. So well, I, I could see if they were trying to play it off like, well, he literally did get this mask out of a fucking Halloween store, you know. Exactly. Drugstore mask. Like, if that's what they're going for, great. But, but honestly, they could have left him just bandaged up from the beginning for the movie, and I would have been yeah. perfectly fine with that. Yeah. I, me, I, was, th- I thought the same thing. I, but you know what? They did not want to risk one bit of. Um, uh, they didn't want to have any opportunity for there to be the ire that was thrown at them for part three. For that's, not. So, you that's know, if, true. You, if you don't bring back all of the classic elements. Yeah. You might as well not brought back any, you know, like, but they do, they do pay a little nod to part three, I think in this scene, because, Oh yeah. The masks. Yeah. The last mask at the end of the row Mm -hmm. is, uh, all these, uh, snakes and shit coming out of eyeballs and the mouth. Yeah. That would be awesome. If that, you know, you wonder if it's like a happy accident or, you know, a clever set designer, but just somebody throwing it in as a little Easter egg or something. Yeah. I mean, they did that again, that 
that ended up in that the one from a couple of years ago when yeah. there was a trick or treating scene. You saw all the silver sh- kids with all the yep. silver shamrock yep. stuff. That was a like, good move. I did like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Now, um, I guess we'll kind of put a pin in the, like the the talk about the mask because mm-hmm. um, I I came around to something on, on this. Um, so you know, at, at the end, I'll kind of go into okay. that because I I, so I stay I think tuned it, for that. Yes, yeah. I'm, <laughs> Like I have recorded a podcast before, which I haven't. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've got some some thoughts. But yeah, we'll okay. get into that later. Yeah, no doubt. So she's stumbling around trying to find herself a mask and looking at all sorts of stuff. And we see Rachel talking to her boyfriend about how she can't, you know, go and party with him. Uh, and he's being kind of a dick about it. He's like, "Well, look, man, dude, he like, immediately becomes a dick. Like, yeah. I mean." Well, it becomes a Brady. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right from the start. Being a total you know. fucking Brady. It's like, look, man. I mean, the plan you're was we're going to go hang you're a Brady out for life. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so he's like, well, uh, she's like, I can't though because I got to watch the kids. He's like, all right, well, how about if I just come over after, you know? Right. Little, uh, little quick time event, and uh, <laughs> get on out. And she's like, look, that, that's not going to work out. She's like, all right, all right, fine, never mind. Fuck you then. Right. So. I think it's hilarious because it's like, I don't even have a, I mean, I, I know what he wanted their night to be, mm-hmm. but I don't understand what their plans were. Like, cause so what was it initially? Like, I mean, was it like her parents are going to take Jamie trick or treating? So they were going to have like the house themselves, but it's like anyone who's taken kids trick or treating knows that like, dude, you've got like, if, if you're so during Halloween for us, like, Usually we have a lot of kids in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually my wife or I will be the one to go with the kids and the right. other will stay home. Yes. And you have, I mean, if you were even trying to count on that window of time to do anything, mm. one constant interruption, doorbell oh, yeah. ringing. And two kids don't trick. Like you kids think they trick or treat a long time. Most times it's like, 30 45 minutes max like yeah, I mean, you're you're walking the whole time yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're getting canned yeah but so, so it's walk. like i have no idea what like i mean i guess you know if you're a brady 30 45 minutes that's probably some luxury that's a luxury of time probably for oh him. yeah like, yeah you know that's time to get the job done make a sandwich and uh get the fuck out yeah and get to the sheriff's daughter's house oh yeah yeah go yeah. back to round two but yeah i'm just like you know it's funny because yeah, not a good like, plan in, in, you know, all, all told, like, I think the cast, they all do a good job. And, and, and even this guy, you know, uh, says like Sasha Jensen, I think his name is, he plays Brady. Like, you know, he, he, he is perfectly unlikable. And yes. and I think that's great. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's he's, a great it's, term. Yeah, it's definitely, but I'm just shocked at like how fast it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Just immediately seen one. Because like, there's no, sh- there's no surprise then, like, when you see where he is later, like, like, yeah. in this moment, yeah. I guess he won the bet. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's all it was. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're having their conversation, and uh, we see what looks like Michael Myers grabbing the mask and putting it on to scare her, uh, to scare, uh, uh, sorry, Jamie. Yeah, and, trying to uh, figure out, was he reaching over a shelf? Because those shelves were really tall. They were pretty tall. And, but uh, his hand he, he screams. Man, that's some blind luck too. Like, he's oh yeah, just grabbing over, the right like, mask. Like, what do you know? Got it. Hey, convenient. 
who grabs the wrong mask is just Nixon. Yeah, exactly. I just love it. Like, you just see, like, Jamie shopping and occasionally masks just fly and land next to her. No, it's just like, no, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. But nope, she but, uh, sees him, screams and backs into a mirror, and it shatters. <laughs> okay. Well, she, that's, careened, uh, she careened into a mirror because that thing just... I, I've never seen, like, a no. mirror just... I mean, I've bumped into a mirror. Oh, yeah, I've bounced Kids. my fair share of children against mirrors in my life. Don't get me sure, wrong. Yeah. They usually don't give out like that. You gotta yeah, hit them no. a couple of times. No, you know? no. Yeah, usually the kids do first. So. <laughs> yeah. So so Rachel runs over. He's like, hey, are you okay? Well, I guess you're not cut. Uh, let's go home. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> I love it. Like, you break a date, cause a huge scene, mm-hmm. destroy a mirror, maybe pay for a costume? Maybe. Well, I mean, now she's, she's got, got it. So now she's going to have seven years bad luck. Dude, they totally stole that costume. <laughs> They did. They just she stole left. the clown the costume. Yeah, that's a good point. She just pieces <laughs> that'd be, out. That'd be great. Like, yeah, we better get out of here. Uh, can you ring me up? No. Let's just. <laughs> Sorry about your mirror. Thanks for the Peace. costume. You better clean that up. You're gonna. Somebody's gonna get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't doesn't she tell him to oh. clean it up? Yeah. Maybe this is a con. They worked this <laughs> out ahead of time. Yeah. That's what it oh, was. This, this little is... fucking girl. She's not even an orphan. I bet she isn't. She. Condesol, man. No wonder all the kids hated her. Clown it's costumes for days. And lunch money, yeah. <laughs> the whole fucking thing was an act. I just love it. Like, now, now the rest of this movie, like, I'm just going to think about it. It's just like, <laughs> you and your ill-gotten gains, you and that clown costume. You didn't even fucking earn that clown costume. <laughs> yeah. Some people work for a living, little girl. It's awesome. So, so then we cut to Loomis hitchhiking. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is so great. Because we had, like, cheerleaders and some asshole dudes pull over in a car and they're like the cheerleaders like cheering on him like they're all the older siblings of those kids in the elementary school is what they are dude they seriously fucking were so he runs up to get in the car real quick and then they just speed off and poor dejected loomis is in the dust you know kick some nice desert sand into his face yeah a bunch of illinois desert sand Driest of deserts, man. That's it, that's it, dangerous. You, know, you can inhale that. Ugh. But you know, it's one of those moments where you go, like, "What the hell was the point of that?" Like, well, the reveal. Well, yeah, and, and that's true. <laughs> like, I guess there's the, it's the only logical way to kick up a dust storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And reveal uh, uh, probably my favorite actor, the best character, the best character, ladies and gentlemen, character actor Carmen Philby. As Reverend Jackson Sayer. Yes. Who was in the shittiest beat up old truck. You might remember him as the railroad bum from Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Old Man Withers from the amusement park in Wayne's World. Oh, jeez. Speaking of your Mike Myers connections. <laughs> Just imagining uh, Garth <laughs> at the scene of the uh, ambulance. <laughs> I think it careened. <laughs> Wait. Scooby Doo, that wasn't Garth. Well, didn't didn't he do the Scooby Doo voice? Data Garth, yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, I just thought you were doing your Garth. No, yeah, that was my Garth. I've completely misread Wayne's World because I've only seen that clip. 
So I just thought that Garth was like a stand-in for Scooby-Doo all these years. I, I just Man. like the layered impressions you just did there. Like that took me on a journey because you you were being Dana Carvey as Garth as Scooby-Doo <laughs> as Loomis. As Loomis, yeah. Man, that was a journey. But yes, oh, no, I sh- I shouldn't be stepping on the introduction of the best character. Oh my god, all. yeah. Like, Reverend Jackson Sayer picks him up. <laughs> he looks at Loomis and is like, so I guess you're hunting too. Dude, yes. What? And these two these two playing off of each other? This is the buddy road trip movie I that, want. I was going to say, you, like, why? I mean, there needed to be more. Yes. Like, that just. I need some context. Right. Where are you, you going? Know. Haddonfield. Why? Hunting. Oh, I know Dude. what you're hunting. Dude. The apocalypse. Talk about what Halloween what? 3 also could have been. It was oh, yeah. his story, and then in 4, these two meet up. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. But. The Reverend whips out his, uh, his pocket whiskey, <laughs> which <laughs> kind of reminds me of the, the Dr. Sexy character from the uh, Halloween 3 we got. Like, I could see these <laughs> two being drinking buddies. Remember when he's uh, yeah. over in the Silver Shamrock Town sharing his, oh. his booze? Oh with yeah, the, with the, the with the, hobo the yeah the guy, <laughs> the, the crazy <laughs> lockdown no town disease. that like no one can say anything, but yet they still let yeah. the vagrant exist for a while. <laughs> <laughs> the vagrant who just flags off the Silver Shamrock right, yeah, Corporation. Yeah. It's like you, I wouldn't be so I wouldn't really be so threatened by like their omnipresence if like that dude's been hanging around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, so but, I think maybe this is uh, these two could get along, man. Man, so they're, yeah. they're just hopping and bopping in the truck, and they're just boozing it up. He offers some to Loomis, and Loomis is like, "Fuck the, yeah!" I, so I don't. I've never like taken. I, I've never made a gif or jif or whatever. Whatever. Like I, mm-hmm. but the look on Donald Pleasant's face, this kind of nod and smile, and like the gleam in his eye when he like. Is offered the whiskey. I oh, need yeah. that as like because I've never seen a more like just childlike wonder in such a serious <laughs> man. Yeah, no, it's a great scene. Yeah, we'll have I to mean, get one of the listeners to make a gif of that. Or GIF yes, or whatever. anyone. Yes. Don't argue we, over how you just pronounce. make whichever one you want. Yeah, make just, one of each. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be great. Actually, I like I like options, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that. I love that he takes it too. Like I, I yeah. because he, you know, there's so much about the Loomis character that you know there would be one way to write him to be like no, like you yeah, know, he's the straight stone. man, but no. right? No, no he, no, he knows he's screwed. Like he knows he's on a fool's errand at best. They're hunting like, the apocalypse. Like what the fuck are you gonna do? <laughs> and I, you must have it written down. The best line of the movie, probably that's, not. That that Reverend says, go for uh, it. The you know, can't kill damnation. It don't die like a regular man. Ooh, it's a good one. I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's one of those things like, I <laughs> I guess we're damned. So, right. I mean, we are on a fool's errand, but all right. That's, yeah. I, I can like, see that. I need that like etched in the back of like a motorcycle jacket. Yeah. Oh, you know? man. That, that needs to be like emblazoned over some truck nuts. Yeah. I'll put. Just, I'll have to make. I'll make a merch store for bloody can, bits and just you, put yeah, that on. Yeah, truck nuts. <laughs> truck nuts. Yeah, yeah, you can't kill damnation. damnation. Truck nuts. But I uh, yeah, like he is, like, in a way, like it's kind of magical that he just 
enters and exits this mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. Yeah. and you know he has gone on to whatever he's searching, but it's like you want more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's just and, gone. Um, he rides in with the wind and yeah. rides out with the wind. Yeah, and it was such a great, like, yeah, as you said, like, the, the kind of materializing out of the dust storm in this yeah. just this truck that is held together by the bumper stickers inside and out. Yep. Yep. Um, just nothing, nothing holding it together. The wiring's barely there. Like, Oh, it's wonderful. And, it, it, and it's crazy. Cause it's like, he is this, um, maybe because Halloween series like has had Loomis, um, again, the idea of like a proactive character, which is so out of the, you know, a proactive from the beginning character, which is so, out of the ordinary for a slasher. Mm-hmm. Like this Sayer is kind of like the only um, version that Halloween has of like the crazy Ralph from Friday 13th. One yeah. and two, the, yeah. doom, the doomsayer, because he, he's almost unnecessary because again, Loomis knows. <laughs> so you don't need someone going yeah. around going, you're all doomed. Like Loomis is already doing it for you. Kind of. Yeah. He's telling but, everybody we're fucked. So yeah. But having it come from another character, even out of context, like, and just to Loomis, it's like, it, 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 it adds a level of menace to, yeah. to the movie that, like, you just kind of sits in the back of your head, right? Well, it hits like, a bit not... differently on this one, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. And but the yeah. gravity of the situation is undercut by uh, cutting to some kids' toilet yeah, papering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah, they're having fun. They're gallivanting. It's Halloween night, and and again, like right out in the open. Like again, I not even trying to. I don't think people in movies know how TPing works. No, the idea is that you're supposed to be discreet because if you get caught, you get in trouble. Right. Not to mention, man, who could afford to throw around all that Uh, toilet paper nowadays? I know. You know, man, that's topical. much is it more still, is that still hard to find? No, not at all. You can find yeah. toilet paper everywhere now. But did, hey. pe- did people realize that you know that was never going to be an issue, even if you got sick? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I just got a bidet, so whatever. That's you know what? That's some creative problem solving. Yeah, no, that's what you come to the show for. I just stopped problem. using it altogether. Oh, that's yeah. Just stop shitting. That that worked. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. Oh whoa. No. <laughs> No, nah, I'm, I'm, just... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not insane. Oh, okay. <laughs> just kind of like uh, let let it go where it's gonna go, man. Just doing extra it's... laundry, I guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I so you know you'll see me next time. We'll, I'll be driving around in my truck with uh, pocket whiskey mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> talking talking fighting about the apocalypse, uh, fighting the apocalypse, and uh, not using toilet paper. Yeah. It's kind of the two things I'm known for. So we go back to the house and, and where the parents are like, all right, well, we got to get dressed to go get a promotion. Again, right. This no. is just fucking weird. And it's not a Halloween party. No. It's literally because they're, like, just, they're not up. dressed up. Well, they're dressed up like a person. They're not dressed up like Yo, uh, right. uh, uh, the horse where one person's the ass or something. Dude, there, there's no Halloween outfit. That or the dad is like that jackass that like shows up. He's like, what are you dressed as? As the person who wants the promotion. Oh, oh, oh that'd be a good line. We should just yeah. throw that in there. And then the guy dad with comes the, home the... dejected. <laughs> I didn't get it. This sucks. Damn. The guy that was the horse. 
he got had it. the shirt that says this guy got the promotion right and he just takes it off and throws <laughs> yeah. it into the fucking corner next to the tie that's dipped uh. in coffee uh, no instead what we come up to is uh yeah they're they're getting all dressed up for the promotion party i guess rachel calls up brady's house but uh-oh brady's not there he hasn't come home from the store yet she is such a she hilariously says, hey, like worried like what not yet not yet that's huh? not like oh. it. or you know it's just like oh. well yeah i mean maybe well. it's busy it's halloween could be busiest time of the year, you know. Get, get that Halloween rush. So well, she's like, oh, well, just... the only costume shop around. That's a good point. She's like, all right, we'll just tell them to come by my place at uh, eight o'clock. Uh, I, I'll be done trick or treating by then, and then uh, he can come blow my back out, like you know we're all planning on. <laughs> she's totally right. yeah, talking to his mom or dad. Like, <laughs> I'm winking. You, can yeah. you tell him to come over? You, do you see what I'm saying about your son? Yeah. Tell him to be sure to bring rubber. <laughs> Right. Or don't. Or don't. Like, Do you uh, want to be grandpa or grandma? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, well, there was that line earlier about how the little girl's ruining her chances to have a, a kid. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. She <laughs> does say that, doesn't she? She's like. <laughs> she, she, Maybe she is. She tries to she has emotionally blackmail her parents. Yeah. Oh, you're never going to be grandparents. If you don't let me get banged tonight, you might not be a grandma, <laughs> says the daughter in high school. Yeah. At least I think, I mean, we never Times were different Rachel back Scoba. then, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, you know. Like, you you, you could either graduate or become a parent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and your not, parents not would be happy either way. Yeah, either way is fine. Right. So, they just, you know. They, they uh, get dressed to go trick-or-treating, they leave, and well, I guess Mike's already in, in there because... Uh, He's going right. through the, the house, and he finds the box of photos the girl left on the floor from two nights ago, or from the <laughs> night before. Like, clean up your room, kid. Right. Jesus. You 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 literally have one possession, this box. You yeah. think he well, can Well, now, too, she's got the clown the suit that they just stole. Oh, that's right. And her lovely dog, Sunday. Well, that's a family dog. That's why right. it's not even a right. dog. And, 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 yeah, it's a Halloween movie, and Michael and dogs just, you yeah. know. Don't get along, man. Don't, don't, yeah, man. Like, but it's funny because like this is just kind of st- starts the um, Michael being there, right? This begun begins the part of the movie where I desperately want to understand the geography of Haddonfield. <laughs> oh yeah, well this is a he, very suspect town. He ping pongs around this place like, and again, there's always going to be that to some degree in a slasher movie. I mm-hmm. get it. But like he he goes from like very specific to mm-hmm. the power plant to like it's yeah. like if his goal is to get Jamie he's already there. He should have just waited. He just wait under the bed like the nightmare she had. That would have right. worked. But, yeah, uh, like he had no reason to leave. Like maybe, he's not maybe, an idiot. Like he like knows that. she'd be back. Maybe it's like that Friday the 13th reboot where he has a series of interconnected tunnels that go all under <laughs> his fucking hands. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Though. No, no. But and it's and it's and again, like you can you can have you can find all ways to justify it, but it it's always funny because it's just like I feel like there's moments where it's like maybe it's edited out of order. It's yeah. not, but it's like 
it's weird that they they get him there and they start so specific. Like he's basically reached his goal and he's inconvenienced that she just left. Yeah. So he decides to be like an asshole and like knock out power for the town. Well, you, you know, you've got to set the mood. Right. And dim the lights. That's think you could have done that first? I mean, I would, I would think like it would yeah, be would... harder to find the one house than the power plant. Now, granted, I also don't know that I could find the power plant. <laughs> yeah, this this whole map is kind of out of whack here. So, well, but yeah, as 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 a as a a gamer, it's like you know, it's like a. Can you imagine like this pull, laid out on the table is like here's you know, here's your map and. Yeah, I think it's like Dark City. They just keep kind of moving. It just reinvents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Then old uh, Dr. Loomis shows up at the cop station to warn them all. He's like, hey, man, uh, Mike Myers is here. So we get another brief recap. Yeah. From the new sheriff in town. Yeah. Uh, sheriff Meeker. Sheriff uh, Meeker. By, is it Bostar, I think? Is that the guy's name? He, yeah, something like he, that. He's got, he's one of those guys, like, he's he's a character actor that, like, you know you've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and I think he had a brother that was also an actor that was kind of like the the heavier version of him. Mm. So um, he's a he he would have played Sheriff Stronger. Exactly. <laughs> that was. So, he's in the next town. Yeah, yeah, he he's overtaking care of whatever with the Reverend, like that, yeah, well, yeah, their story. Oh man, I think you I like, know what? Maybe the Reverend is chasing whatever. Uh, the creening creature is. Oh the, 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 God, maybe yeah. He's chasing. He's chasing the Kareen. Like a Wendigo or something that's right, blowing exactly. over everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But um, one thing I think that's kind of refreshing about this um, this scene with the mm-hmm. the uh, sheriff and, and and Loomis is that it doesn't take much. The sheriff's not skeptical for long. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he may not be fully on board with what Loomis is saying, but he right. he's he's not doing the like the oh you're a crank or you're like oh like right, yeah. Myers is this or that because it's like so I and I thought that was a good use of like again adding some weight to the fact that like there is a a recent history in this mm-hmm. place and that yeah maybe it seems unlikely but like you're gonna take Loomis seriously yeah. It's at least serious enough to to make a quick phone call after Loomis tells you that there's six dead bodies in oh, the yeah, sanitarium yeah. in here. So like, yeah, I, I mean, think I'll call the state troopers. Let's but, not, but, yeah. But, and to your point, he doesn't call them and verify, like, yeah, there have been six, you know, weird careening accidents that took place. <laughs> uh, no, the lines are just down, so I was like, all right, we're cool. We're, we're going to go investigate this. Right. Come on, Loomis, grab, grab your shit. Let's get in the, get in the cop car and go. So it's funny because they, um, again, the the writer, it, and I can see the intent, and and I and, and I definitely applaud the effort. But like, when you're talking about the geography of where all of this happens, like the idea that the lines were taken, we saw the lines get taken yeah. out at the yeah. gas station explosion. Yeah, that's the reason we for have the gas no, station explosion. <laughs> we have no real reference. I mean, well, actually, the, we we do have a little bit of a reference as to how far that. Well, so we know f- the the crash site for the ambulance, the careening incident, number mm-hmm. one, um, was four hours from Haddonfield. Okay. Because 
that's when Loomis says the line, like, if you don't find him in four hours, I'm sure I will. Cause they, right, they, they, yeah. Now, from there, we don't know how far the gas station is. Okay. So, I, I, but my, maybe telephone lines really sucked, but, like, it seems like if you had a couple go down by a gas station, mm-hmm. it's not going to knock out everything. Well, okay, you've got to remember, though, that Haddonfield exists in, like, a Silent Hill kind of situation where there's only one road that leads into yep, it. Yep, you're right. established. So if that line on that there's, one road goes down, they can't reach outside of town. Right. There's one entrance, no exits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why you get the, uh, the the Reverend shows up through the mist. Later, yep, they're okay. going to try to drive out of town through the mist. It's You know what? I'm sold. I'm good. Yep. The Reverend was coming after Pyramid Head, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he that character could help you justify like anything you wanted to. It's like, look, if Reverend was on the trail of something, you know, there's more going on. So oh, yeah. let's just, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's just, but it's funny though, because it, it does make it seem like yeah, it's it, bizarre film logic. Well, yeah. There. And that like it, presumably that was hours ago. Yeah. That, that those phone lines went. Down. Nobody noticed until no one's noticed. called the cops. And whatever. there's clearly must be like a gas station that exploded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bodies. you probably cops would have heard about that. I think one would think, but again, that's I, fine. Like I, I understand. Like the idea was to to continually isolate the town, right? You know, so so. But back to trick or treating, and Jamie's running around, and she meets up with. And, and my note is: is, is this the it's same, the same kids bullies from the beginning? Yeah, the, suddenly like the, the the like sweet oh, yeah. clown costume. Hey, nice mask you got there. So, but now that we know she stole it, mm. maybe they respect her now. Maybe. Or maybe, maybe they're they like, never we, were... look, we thought you were just like a whiny orphan, but like oh, now we know like you, you, you robbed that store. Maybe like, they were never even dude, bullying her to begin with, though. Maybe that was all in her fucking head. And she's crazy. It was like, they were like, you know what we heard? Like, you went into this store broke the mirror, took a shard of glass and like threatened the clerk to like give you the clown costume. Like you're pretty awesome. Becoming the legend of Jamie. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, like, just, Cause they, th- there's no acknowledgement that like, I mean, like it's the same kids. Yeah. And there's no, and I, you know, and in a way that does read pretty realistic. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for how specifically mean they were like, well, I've seen, yeah. You, yeah. You have kids. You, like, you see them do that stuff like yeah well that's like i was was saying is maybe the bullying never even occurred maybe it was well, in her fucking head yeah you know <laughs> that's so, true too i mean like she like, could be crazy she's kind of she got them be. jeans well you know i mean when when you're a myers she's got to justify how she's gonna uh, come back to town later and kill them uh, i mean spoiler alert right <laughs> uh, so. she's like look if my uncle doesn't get here it's like it's gonna be on me like mm-hmm. i didn't want this responsibility but yeah. like but yeah no, it it was just funny though cuz I yeah. yeah, I was just like what the hell? Like and they just wander off. All right, we'll go trick or treating with you and then Rachel's like, "Ah, eh, well, whatever. I guess I guess now we're just part of this clique of children." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "I thought I was just watching one kid." Yeah. <laughs> so now we we wander <laughs> off to uh It's like a top. gang of orphans. Maybe those kids didn't have mm, Never mind. I'm I'm just mm. creating more backstory for these Haddonfield <laughs> residents that like Yeah. It's just but, just a terrible orphanage town. <laughs> so we're back to trick or treating, and Jamie and the group of kids are like, "Okay, well, clearly the next town or next house we're going to go to is the uh, sheriff's house." 
So we uh, knock on the door and trick or treat and dear uh-oh, lord, what real? The... We got a real Brady moment going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This classic There's, Brady. We've uh, got the the sheriff's daughter <laughs> with the shirt on. What the hell? Like this cops kids do it by the book. No, no, it's no, it's just cops do it by the book. Oh, cops it's not do cops it by kids. the book. That's right. That would you? I think you like edited it and your you corrected it in your head to make it be I less did. creepy. That's the problem. Yeah, she's wearing her dad's he, fuck shirt. Right. Or <laughs> did her dad give her that shirt? Like, Oof. which is it? Because. <laughs> uh... Because set up a white fire situation. Yeah, see, yeah, that's <laughs> you Inside know. Joke. What? No, I got it. No, no, I'm telling my oh. listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is a separate podcast, so you know. <laughs> I it's something I appreciate. I, it's like I listen, Grindbin, your podcast, yeah, Daniels, my, and the, it's like I, I again, it's. It's true. I think it was Tim that said they it needs the the Marvel uh, editorial boxes. Yeah, the little asterisks of like to One understand what's happening the here. Other. Yeah. yeah, listen to this it, episode of the Grind Band. Yeah, yeah. Just can anyone do a Stan Lee impersonation? But uh, no, it's it's yeah. That shirt bothered me, and like she doesn't. I mean, well, she takes it off, but it, yeah. she puts it back on, and uh, so the whole the rest of her time in this movie is I. Th- think in her wearing that that shirt and every time it's on it's just like what yeah it's that shirt until she gets coffee tossed on oh so. yeah yeah that was awesome so, yeah it, but the, rachel's like brady what the fuck why did she answer the she knows children are going to be at the door yeah that's an inappropriate like, first of all because we were talking about the shirt that's all she's oh yeah she, I mean, yeah. but it works in the in the trying to get a quickie in while you're uh, answering the door for trick or treaters. Like, look, just put a really long sensible. shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yes, yeah, it's just like, yeah. hey, children are mirroring in the yeah, but yeah. So she, and Brady's like, that's the other thing. It's like that that layout is hilarious because they they're they're like totally hooking up by a fireplace, yeah, which is straight shot from the front door. <laughs> It's a weird layout for the building. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I know so that, Brady but... gets in a little bit of trouble, and he's like, the, the, you know, Rachel's like, what, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, I just don't go out with you tonight, and you're right, in yeah. here with, like, Little Miss Hot Pants or whatever the fuck. He's and like, he's like, look, man. It's like, I was just mad. It's like, yeah. I was just mad at you, so I was just going to fuck this other chick. Like, right. What are you going to do? That, that you know, I'm just going to have a reckless fling with the sheriff's daughter, that will end yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah, no consequences there. Don't mm. worry about it. Right, yeah. So, yeah, but he totally tried to put it off on, on her. That, like, you, and you, what am who? I doing? What are you doing? You had to take her trick-or-treating. It's like, th- these aren't comparable. Yeah, look, look, I am taking her trick-or-treating, first of all. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, where is she? <laughs> right, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I'm not taking her trick-or-treating. Yeah, because uh, Jamie and the and the other bully squad they just fucking wander off. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, to like the junkyard end of town. <laughs> yeah, which is right next to this really nice suburb. Yeah, course, and yes, where the cops it, live. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Where. <laughs> I love it. it makes no sense. The zoning is really weird in Haddonfield. So we cut to the bar. They just and, built one house at a time, and they thought no further than the next structure. 
<laughs> it's not like property value matters. I, you're the house yeah. next to the junkyard. It's cool. Right. But yeah, so we cut back to the to the bar now. And man, this looks like a great bar. Dude. It, this place. Oh, my God. It just stinks. It smells of piss. You know that. It's sad. Like, even, even the, the bar stools are sobbing whiskey and flat beer. One of the first... So, as they're pan as they're panning across like the back of the bar and coming over, one of the first things you see is a bumper sticker Mm -hmm. on the wall (laughs) that says, never mind the dog. Beware of my wife. (laughs) Beware of my wife. And I just felt like, Oh, you just see Al Bundy here. You know what, man? Like that is perfect production design. Yeah. Cause like I, I, I know like they could have not shown me anything else about that bar. Yeah. And I would have been like, I know exactly who these people are. They're oh, the yeah. MAGA brigade. Yeah, they're the townies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. One's even got a red hat. So yeah. I, I, I refer to them from this point forward as the MAGA brigade. Yeah, uh, the MAGA um, boys. The MAGA militia. <laughs> I mean. That's them to a T. Yeah. And I love this. So the news is like, yeah, the sheriff said we're going to shut down the town. The bartender's <laughs> like, fuck, we will. <laughs> Dude, they, are, they are so unruly pissed about this. Immediately. That they leave. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to go tell a... this fucking sheriff what, what's open and closed. Watch right. the place. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Dude, like. And then they just build a rally. Lock the door. Like, you're all there already. You're yeah. not getting any other customers. No. Lock the doors. Turn off some of the lights. Yeah. Who the like, like? You don't need to keep it running, man. Because like, everybody evacuates the bar, and like thirty people load up into fucking four three trucks. trucks. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Three of them, and they've all already got their shotguns. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The, those things, like they were, they, they were so prepared. Yeah. They, like <laughs> they've been waiting for this moment. Well, which, time to overthrow the government. Makes you wonder, like, okay, why would you so, um, with, with just no care at all, TP in this town? Yeah, this is gonna I just kill feel you. like y- they they were looking for anything, and as we'll see later on, they oh yeah, they, they're not they're not hesitating. <laughs> no, no, they, but yeah, they do not practice good trigger discipline. Like I just love yeah, he's like sheriff's gonna tell me when. <laughs> Yeah. That I got to close like hell. Fuck <laughs> that. This is America. And They're super pissed. And it, man. so good. Like, I just, just really want to f- know what, like, any other, like, any other minor event in their life was like. <laughs> Maybe literally anything. All right, last call. Last call. Whose fucking law is that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's actually the state law. Like, I can't right. fucking do it. They're like, yeah. hell. Uh, yeah. What state? <laughs> yeah. And it's just. Oh God! Shoot the I, state, like, uh, yeah, and like, and the other thing about it's like, okay, so kids are still trick or treating. Yeah, yeah. It's not that late. Like, it's always kind of deceptive in these movies because you know it's night, whatever. But like, right. it's it's night after time change. Well, mostly after the time change, it's trick or treat. So it really is probably what. Four or sorry, like six or seven p.m. Yeah, it's like six, six thirty. Those guys have been there like for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, they've never left. Like, right? That's true. They've always been there. There's gonna be like an overlook picture, and it's gonna be all of them in that same position. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Oh, God, with, with oh. just the drunken reverend in the front, you know, smiling and ringing in the new year. Dude, that, it's like their choir. Yeah. It was Sayer. Yeah. Sayer should have been there. Yeah. It's like Graves was just in the background being like, I'll stay. That's, that's who they should have been like. Keep an eye on the bar. It should have just, that should have been on the appearance of him. Okay. Yeah, Salute. <laughs> He's just the dude that's always there right when you need him. You need a ride to Haddonfield? All right. Need someone to watch your bar when you're in Haddonfield? All right. So we go back to Jamie's house, and we're looking around. Loomis is taking a peek around like, well, shit, he's here already. Guy's like, well, uh, sheriff's like, how do you know? Like, well, there's a dead fucking dog on the yeah. ground. Oh, okay. Well, now I believe you. Yeah. Michael has a history with dogs. Yeah, he doesn't do well with dogs. No. Nope. They're not long for this world, so pour one out for Sunday. Yeah, man. Like, and that's gonna really, yeah. it's gonna really sting when they, because I don't think anyone like cleaned that up. So like, when the family no. reunites there later. Yeah. It's going to be easy to forget, like, did we leave the dead dog in that girl's room? Yeah. Ah, she'll be fine. She'll be all right. The bigger, the bigger fake sister just puts on some U2. It's your Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> Walks into the room, dead fucking dogs. Just go to your room. It's your safe zone. <laughs> dead, twisted dogs. Uh, Oof. Well, she won't be able to see him because there's about to be a problem with the power. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bucky. So Mike finds Bucky at the power plant with an ill-fitting cap, which, of course, he does. You really feel like that guy was not the one they cast for that no. costume, and they're like, uh, dude didn't show up. Yeah, he, <laughs> the guy didn't show up. Just get, get a, uh, hey, you over by craft services table. Uh, just put this helmet on and stand here and say these two lines. Because he doesn't really get a lot of good no, airtime on here, he but he doesn't. chomp some too. gum and, like. Yeah, yeah. Chomps a little bit of gum. Old Mikey comes walking up. He's like, hey, this is private property. You're not supposed to be here. He's like, bitch, do like, I look dude, like I care? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I love the instinct. And, and obviously, never been in the situation. I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing. But, like, I love seeing, mm-hmm. like, in movies when you clearly see a menacing figure and yeah. the person tries to rationalize with them. Or, or not ra- tries to say something rational. Like, well, when people you shouldn't be here. stick it's like, to the script. It's like, dude, the mask tells me he knows he shouldn't be here. Right. Well, it's like the the uh, the scene in The Jerk when the the crazy sniper is chasing Naven and he chases yeah. him into the carnival. Like, hey, stop! You're not carnival personnel. Hey, yeah. this guy's not carnival personnel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. you don't belong here. And so Mike's like, hey, well, fuck you then. Picks right. him up, and probably like. <laughs> Top ten dummy tosses. Oh, it is. okay. So again, gif gif makers. Yeah. If if you can get the moment of the belt buckle grab, <laughs> heave and land right on the transformer, just I mean, completes the circuit too. It's it, so good. It, it and you know again you want to be like I hope I, power plants are better designed than that. Well, yeah, because a bird could just fly into that right. and cause the same it's, effect. Like, and like a town-wide blackout, nonetheless. Yeah. Like you're just like, you're like, man. Again, man, just all the infrastructure for Haddonfield. Is just that place has been. I mean, the, you know, I mean, well, obviously, Earl at the bar is the mayor, so like, I mean, yeah, he's not doing true. his job. He's not <laughs> doing a great job. So. That's, that's why he's got to go talk to the sheriff. That guy made a decision uh, yeah, without yeah. him. 
It makes sense. <laughs> Look, man, you didn't consult the local municipal government here. What are we doing? I just want to see an Earl campaign poster. Yeah. Earl. <laughs> like hell beer. I will. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do, damn it. Earl. Yeah. Earl. With two shotguns crossed under his head. It'd be great. But yeah, man, so, like yeah, that like I and then it's funny because again, it's a very like it's cool with Michael like doing that because it's strategic. This was right. not a yep. random happenstance killing, but it seems so weirdly like why then? Why like? Yeah, but, pretty much weird timing. Yeah, uh, but it's handy. He's like, oh shit! I forgot. Shit, I, I gotta, gotta double back. Fuck. Do I still have that that truck that I drove? The tow truck? What? No shit. No, what, what are the trick-or-treating hours again? Okay, I could, probably got enough time before... I'll just make it up to back. the power plant. Right. Yeah, crisscrossing all around this place. <laughs> make sure to careen him off the Michael. transformer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's dead. All right, so the power's out. and Now we've got Jamie lost and Rachel wandering around in the dark trying to find... Yeah, her. now we're on, like, Scottish moors with the, the fog. <laughs> yeah, the fog. Silent Hills fog is in town, and... Like, the little girl can't find an adult and be like, hey, I'm lost. I live in these people's house or something. But, no, it's because you the town's been anyone. abandoned. Like, <laughs> she wandered, like, like I think everyone at Haddonfield was on one street trick-or-treating. That's, like, yeah. the houses that have, like, the full-size candy bars. Yeah. And everybody because, else was in the bar. Yeah, ex- there were two places. <laughs> yeah. You get the full-size beer, full-size candy bars. Because mm-hmm. everywhere else, there is no one. Yeah, just desolate. So yeah, they're so, wandering around. We get a couple of good scares with Mike sneaking up on him, but yeah. uh, eventually, another, I, I like this. Is another like it, it's got a cool feel to it. Like this, this is another one of those moments where it feels more like a ghost story, supernatural. And it's, I think you know, between the the okay, yeah, the Silent Hill fog, and also the fact that just throughout this movie, there's kind of a bluish hue to everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, the blacks of night is still got the... So, and, again, whether that was... I mean, I'm sure there was some stylistic reason behind that, and it... But it... And it's it's okay. It's... It, I, I think it would have been better without, but, like, in moments like this, it, it gives a kind of a, an unearthly feel. Um... So I I really appreciated it because, you know, it it, it seemed to um, that there was no one to be found. That yeah. um, we never really widen out beyond pretty close on Jamie. Um, you really kind of I got I was able to get that feeling of like the frantic like I don't know where to turn. Yeah. And like I and I don't. I uh, not only do I not know where to turn, I don't want to make any choice because I'm afraid that the choice that I make is going to take me further in the wrong direction. You know, it's like right, I, right. That's I, I mean, I, the feeling of being lost. You exactly, know? and yeah. and I felt like it really did it, and and without cheapening out, and it didn't go to like her POV because you know right. I always feel like you know. So I I this is another kind of standout moment, um, where I feel like the director had a a good sense of what he wanted and yeah yeah he really uh heightened the sense of danger that we had here that uh ultimately though culminates with rachel finally finding jamie 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just as the sheriff and Loomis pull up. See, so it's kind of perfect timing. And it also didn't seem like Rachel wandered very far. No, she still seems no. to be basically on. <laughs> like, yeah, they're kind of on the same street. So maybe the girl did like a circle back or something. Yeah, she kind of wandered through like Sanford and Son, yeah. and then like came back. Yeah, like, yeah. She's like, like, ooh, not this, not this part oof, of town. Yeah. I'll go back over the train tracks. That'll get yeah. us to, to where we need to be. And it worked. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Hey, great. So. Now, cop parks like an asshole. He does. He does. <laughs> He's like, lucky he didn't careen into a building. Dude, or Jamie. Or Jamie. <laughs> he yeah. Took her out. That's true. Maybe there's just a lot of bad breaks around. Maybe that's what's going on. Well, clearly, there's no mechanic anymore. Well, that's true. Yeah. Who's going to be doing there was, the servicing? Yeah. There was only one to begin with, and he was up to four hours away. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, good point. Yeah. So they load up into the car, and we've got Loomis and the sheriff looking around, and all of a sudden, yeah, see Michael Myers. And they look over the other direction, and we see Michael Myers. And then we see another, and oh my God, we've got a cult of Michael Myers uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, so what does Loomis do? But of course, he pulls his gun out, which, obviously, the kid... Yeah. This fucking kid takes the mask off. He's like, oh, don't shoot me, man. We're just fucking around. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You, you're right. trying, there are people, they're hillbillies in trucks with shotguns going yeah. all over town looking just to kill anybody. Like, they right. don't care. Just give the, yeah, you need to give them the yeah. barest sliver of a reason. Like, yeah. I mean, they need the thinnest pretense to. Mm-hmm. to- Literally. They yeah, just oh, yeah. shoot moving bushes. <laughs> we'll get to that. The, the hillbilly predator scene. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the kids are like, well, fuck it. Don't shoot it. And they run off and like, all right, you little so, scamps. The best part, like, I, I, this is another one of those moments where I'm probably trying to get in the head of the Haddonfield people a little too much. But, like, mm-hmm. they don't even know that how well this joke paid off. Yeah. They'll find True. out later. Because it's like... It's been 10 years. Yeah. So presumably they've either got really lucky and chose this year to be the one to pull off this prank, or yeah. they do it every year and it's just never, it lands flat. Yeah. But this time it's the blackout. No, no, no phones. The sheriff clearly parking like an asshole, mm-hmm. like in a heightened state of something. Yeah. <laughs> something going on. This is the moment. And Did you're he- just like... Maybe they did it for the first five years, and then they're like, eh, it's never hitting. And then this year, yeah. the power goes out. The guy Dude, gets, Yeah, they were just ready. The guy's like, we're getting the band back together. You just, you could just, I love it. It's like the Ocean's Eleven thing where you yep. see every one of them in individual places doing their own, like, quirky thing, and they all just look up at the same time when yeah. the lights go out. And we can oh juxtapose God. that against all the hillbillies rounding up all of their shotguns to, to go out a, a half. And they clearly know exactly where the... Uh, where the sheriff is going to just randomly be yeah. to pull this off. But like, like I, I, that is like pure, like white kid hubris. Like, yeah. No shit. Talk about privilege. Like, like you, you dress up as a not distant murderer. <laughs> One who is not deceased. Like maybe yeah. people don't know that he's, but, an advanced they, persistent threat upon right. the safety of everyone in town, not just yeah. the cops, everyone who's all right. armed, like you're going to die. Right. Yeah, and, That's a very good point. Yeah. And 
white kids that put on a whiter mask mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and get away with because like like man that like talk I mean, about privilege. It's one of those things where it's like the absurdity, it, like style wins in this case because mm-hmm. it's like it's such an absurd scene that just like it's too easy to it's so easy to laugh at, but like it's in the moment it's very effective. Yeah, totally. Like works. the there he is. Yep. And then, oh, no. And then it's like, well, is that him? You know, and like, and just that. And I feel like that is like, a, again, another really cool thing that's pretty unique to this franchise. Because, again, with the reset thing of like Friday the 13th, you don't, like, sometimes you get a jackass that like has a hockey mask and is like, you know, he's, yeah. he's like the goofy guy that pranks everyone but then dies. Yeah. But like, in this case, like, this is just part of this town's mythology, and everyone knows the look. Right. And everything. Right. And so it it's a very cool um, kind of peek into, like, yeah, this town has lived with this. This is, right. you know, and, and these kids, you know, are what, like, 16, 17 now, so they were seven when it was happening. You know, so yeah. they probably don't give a shit. That, yeah. No, that's a good point. So it's, it was, it's, you know, it's building up the the history of the town. It yeah, kind of gives it more character. Totally. Yeah, totally. I, I. It's just it. But again, it's it, it's a fine line because it's such an absurd scene. Like yeah. it, you, so it's like it's so good they pulled it off stylistically because otherwise it would have been laughable. Wouldn't have worked. No, no. So so we uh, we go down to the sheriff's office and. Boy, oh boy, is it a mess down here. All the fucking cops are dead. Dude. Mike tossed the place. Like, it looks like shit. Careened all of them. Yeah, just careening all over the place. Because it looks not that dissimilar to the ambulance. Pretty much, yeah. Whatever, yeah, whatever careened the ambulance must have have careened in here. And I would have loved it if Loomis, like, I mean, like, if Loomis was just like. It was like, man, I wish those state troopers could see it now. Yeah. Then we get a camera. I'm going to take a picture of this and send it to these fucking morons. Right. Yeah. It's just like, but yeah, it's, I don't know, man. Like I, one, I mean, any time you see like, uh, everything pales in comparison to like the Terminator mm-hmm. when it comes to like police station massacre stuff. Yeah. So, oh, like yeah. I'm glad we didn't see it happen. We're only seeing the. Aftermath. The after effects, but yeah. there's another part of me that goes like, man, there's some levels of inconsistency with the murders we see Michael do versus how elaborate he seems to be um, when we're not watching it happen. <laughs> like, because yeah. it's like, from what we can tell, he's kind of brutally efficient, but like, right. when 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 he's doing whatever he did there, man, that's another like, that's painting with your hands. Like, there's so much blood. Yeah, you took some time here. For sure, and but when yeah, did he find the time. Yeah, I guess. I mean, guess he's got to be uh, teleporting or something. Maybe, Maybe using them tunnels. It could just be next door to the power plant. I guess could I be. Know. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know where the police station is. <laughs> Maybe the dummy uh, body careened off of the power plant and killed. There's another there. time where it would be great. Like camera lingers, and you see the drunk tank, and there's just Reverend Sayer passed out. <laughs> yeah, he's just hanging out <laughs> the, here. He's like the guy in Andy Griffith. He's just always there. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's got the key, so he just yeah checks <laughs> yeah, himself exactly. in. He's like, oh, uh, but uh, but now so but yeah, no, it, in the posse show up with their shotguns in hand and. I well, love this. They, they yeah. tell her, oh, look, man, Mike's back. 
you guys uh, go go do your thing. And well, but the what I love about this scene is, and I this is the like again quality acting on on part of really everyone involved, but like yeah. Donald Pleasance and then um, Meeker, Sheriff Meeker, because yes. it's like like you know Meeker's doing his like his poker face isn't great. Right. <laughs> like clearly something's up, but he, he's trying to do the thing and, and, and Loomis just steps over him and just yep says, it's Michael. He's back. And, yep. and he, like, he basically tells the posse to go fucking hunting because yeah. the cops can't do shit. Yeah. Uh, well, and which that's is true. Cause the cops one, are dead. Well, yeah. Cause Lou, Lou, cause when, when he said you just, you know, you just deputize like a lynch mob or something, something like yeah. that. And Loomis just says, you haven't got a police force. Right. Yeah, and exactly. And not to mention, I love it. It's like that, that moment. kid died yeah. 10 years ago. So he's so, got a little vendetta. Right. That's a, see. And again, that's another nice little touch. Like, I mean, like it's pretty unnecessary. Cause I think these, well, they were already guys, the fight. They, yeah. I mean, what, what we don't know is that Earl really killed his kid 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but it just happened to be the same night. So he's like, Oh, yes, Michael got him. <laughs> yeah, Michael, uh, <laughs> he killed the, the kid like over here. T- you also it's cheated like on my taxes last year. <laughs> Did you know Michael has been uh, not paying tolls every time he seems to steal my car? He also keeps stealing beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun of a bit. I, I just I love it. Like, you know, Earl lives in the junkyard, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, why that's... no one was there. Yeah. Parts one and two, the houses, the, the house has the bodies, the hospital, and then there's one dead body at the junkyard, and Earl's like, yep. <laughs> in the trunk of some abandoned <laughs> Totally. Car. They just stuffed them in there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, it's just like, but it's I love it though because it's such a cool like it it it's it's a weird it I, I the idea of like um, Loomis kind of pulling the like the power play on on and and over top you know um stepping on uh, what Meeker was saying like um. Yeah. But then again, I Meeker immediately kind of was like, "Well, you're probably right." Like, I mean, he didn't say it, but like, it, it, there was no. It, it was a. I, I liked the fact. Well, there was no I, pushback. I liked, right. I liked his his disposition about it, which was basically like, "Look, you know, th- this is going to end badly, like no matter what." But like, you're right. Like, I just saw what happened to my police force. Yeah. Like, I'm so... going to need them. So yeah, I guess we'll uh, have a mob of useful idiots, and uh, well, <laughs> I mean, it would have been great if they kind of yeah. hung around and got a plan. Yeah, <laughs> they got a plan. They drove off. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They went yeah. over to the gazebo. Yeah, they and, had a plan. It's called. Uh, did something just move? That's their plan. Ask questions later, because uh, yeah, some bush starts rustling <laughs> outside of the gazebo on a, on a breezy night. I mean, who who would have thought? And then they're like, oh, there he is. I saw him. Blah, 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 blah. And they just shoot the fuck out of this bush. Dude walks up and like, ah, shit. Well, <laughs> one like, Michael. God, God damn it. You... <laughs> he like just mildly chastises yeah. the God, guy for killing someone's kid. Like... You got Ted Hollister. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> This is such a good How comic did... moment, though. Like... That was great, yeah. And like, I love that like they didn't even like show us like, was he one of the kids that was dressed as Michael? Like, we have no idea. Like, yeah. this, like, the fact that there was someone actually in the bushes is, like, a miracle. <laughs> like, First of all, yeah. And, like, let alone, like, 
I would have loved if they like did a reverse shot and he was dressed in like a clown costume, like something brightly colored. Like there's no. <laughs> Like, that was another one where like the guy just really wanted to kill Ted Hollister and he's like exactly. oh, he saw his moment <laughs> I heard him over here yeah he's just, Ted Hollister is over there he's got a fucking gag around his mouth and he's fucking hog tied yes <laughs> he's like this is perfect what timing Oh uh, man! Speaking of bad timing, man, we go back to the sheriff's house and Brady. You know, is... that's another body that's just going to be found randomly too. Yeah, because like, that's yeah. it's it's not it's nowhere else that like anything happens in this movie. So yeah, they'll find that in like a week. <laughs> that's gonna be, like some kid that's already scarred from like what happened on Halloween night is going to be walking through a park. Yeah, and be like, I think he was trying to climb up the gazebo and he careened <laughs> off of it. And yeah, died. yeah, exactly. Fell on uh, bullets. It fell on bullets. So back at yeah. the sheriff's house, Brady and uh, the sheriff's <laughs> daughter. Well, they're uh, they're getting into it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Was it Kathleen Kinmont? Which, uh, again, speaking of the grind bin, um, mm-hmm. has she's got I think a a little bit of uh, a special place in uh, in that podcast because of the fraternity vacation episode. Mm. Where they uh, found the IMDb uh, um, uh, postings of a guy that really elaborated on her nude scene with Barbara yeah. Crampton. Yeah, we got to stop with these fucking IMDb comments, people. Like, dude, so that's the guy can... that. Because remember, that was the um, she needed a little like what was it coaxing or something? There, the, yeah. it is the creepiest thing. And like, Ugh, I now can't think of anything else but like the idea that someone wrote like a dissertation yeah just guys enjoy it yeah keep it in your head and shut the fuck up about it that's all the public does not need to know how uh, how extensively you have dissected a 10 second nude scene yeah and this movie yeah is pretty restrained no, absolutely. So she, you know, starts to take the top off. We cut to a shot from behind, so we don't really see right. anything. Which is, I, again, it's a very odd thing because it's like it's an '80s movie. Yeah. It's a slasher movie. It's an actress that has no bones about being right. nude on screen. Yeah. So it feels like they must have. That feels like a choice. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Of like, because the easiest thing to do would have been. Yeah, you just, to just show her naked, and right. so it's just another one of those ones where you're like, "Yeah, you know, no, I like." We're gunning for a PG thirteen, no, so I don't know no, what no, no. the, but yeah, no, they handled it well because uh, yeah. just speaking of bad timing, the, the right then dad pulls up. Oh, God. It's like, oh shit, we got to get dressed in a hurry, and yeah, that's never going to look suspicious. No, no, of course not. He's wearing his pants backwards. He's got his fucking shoe <laughs> on his head. She's wearing the weird, gross incest I mean, shirt. She's like, she's wearing her banging shirt. So like, yeah. I, I oh, that shirt, man. I'm still yeah. every time I think about it. It's seen some some gross careening. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, it's the worst kind. So, oh yeah. She made it. That's the other thing. That was the other option because it's a cheap yeah. shirt. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Stenciled on or something. She it made does that. Not like good. what message? Yeah. Ugh. And there's no mom. Yeah, that's true. We never see a mom. So, uh, so oof. Yeah, oh man. Right. So, yeah, Anyhow. but I, 
incest like, aside, uh, now we get a really cool uh, kind of a, a setup to a almost like a, a montage. I would say this is like a Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, um, and it's it's weird to come at this into like the last act of the movie. Yeah. Where we're like, all right, guys, well, we're going to go ahead and just nail, batten down the hatches, you know, seal up the door and, yeah. and uh, I always wait it um, out. I, I, that's another one of those scenes where I, I really, I, I think it speaks well to the characters in this movie. That, yeah. Like they, you don't have to go through that nonsense of like denying a threat or like at every turn going like, no, there's something, there's another explanation. I, I it's like. And and again, like as a sh- sheriff Meeker, like he he is not like a like a bumpkin sheriff. Like no, despite no. the kind of cartoonish world he exists in, that guy probably kept a pretty good lid on like everything yeah. you know in that town. And um, well, yeah, because his deputy gets there and he's directing everybody. He's like, "All right, nail everything shut. We're gonna yeah. make sure there's only one way in, one way out, and that's yeah. the front door. You're gonna sit here with a fucking shotgun and the rocking chair, and you're just gonna wait." Yeah. Like, oh, okay, and, hey. Good and uh, I, I love when his interaction with Brady, like, yeah. just, you know, he's like, you know how to shoot, you know, he's giving him a gun, and, you know, you can tell Brady's nervous, but, like, thinking, like, okay, I got away with it. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. and then yeah. right as he's leaving, he's like, by the way, keep your fucking hands off of my daughter. Yeah. Oh. It's, oh. And again, it's just, like, it's, it, it's a nice breath of fresh air because yeah. it's, like, there's too many times that, like, these characters are like so unaware of everything around them that it's just, it becomes hard to, to feel like any sense of like grounding with them. Right. Right. And it kind of brings us like, back it, to reality. It feels like such a practical plan. It's like, okay, look, the, I, we can't go to the police station. Um, we, you know, I can't leave this town right now because I'm clearly the only authority figure right here. Like, but I know my house. I know yeah. I have weapons there. I I know you know, and it's so home yeah, field it advantage. Just, yeah, it it felt like such a um, just it it, it felt like such a, a well thought out plan that um, man does one cop bungle it. <laughs> oh boy, does he! So and, yeah, the deputy drives up, and unfortunately, he didn't check his back seat because good old Mike. <laughs> Yeah. Hiding in the back seat. Very, very good plan from Mike, by the way. So uh, yeah, you know, it's great because like, one, that's another journey that somehow like Michael went back to the Carruthers' house, yeah, Rachel's house, because that's where that cop was stationed. Right. So he let's see, powers that house, power station, police off, police department, back to that. Yeah, yeah. so he's doing good. Um, he does a lot of cardio. Man, he's a power walker. <laughs> Yeah, for real. But uh but so again, I guess you could say it it's a frantic moment and you, you know, you're just trying to keep your cool, but like I'm thinking like if I'm that cop and I go back out to my car to get what the riot gun, I think mm-hmm. was like and I was the only one in that car and I'm not a like an idiot that leaves my police car door open regularly should have noticed that should have seemed weird yeah but no he just kind of bungles that one up because and that that's one of those things where it's like it's very frustrating yeah because you i mean as a viewer 
I guess it needs to happen, but like it's you just have watched like them be very intelligent about how they are going to get through until help comes. And then this just character that literally drives the killer to the house. Exactly. Brings him there. And, and I feel like I mean I'm sure it a bit seemed unnecessary, but like you feel like earlier in the movie, like when he was first being stationed out of the Carruthers house, if they had one moment where like he walks away from the cop car and the sheriff says, like, deputy, like, and motions towards the door, like, you know, just like, oh, maybe this is a habit. This, you know, like, this guy, like, he, you know, he doesn't secure his vehicle when he walks away. And this is a little, you know, because then you'd have that moment where it's like, okay, did he or didn't he? But I'm thinking, like, that would be alarming, like, if I was that cop. Yeah, should have noticed, should have checked this shit, but doesn't do a good job of that. He brings the killer right to the house where, well, we've radioed by a battery-powered radio to state troopers. They're on Damn, their way. It. Yeah, yeah. And we're just kind of waiting for them to, to, to come by to, to save the day. And while we are, uh, Rachel and the cop's daughter are down in the kitchen getting into a little bit Ooh. of an argument. And boy, howdy, the cop's daughter kind of gives it to Rachel, just tells her, look, man, you fucked up. You got yeah. caught sleeping. Your dude moved on. It ain't my problem. So th- you know, this is uh, boys. Boys would like you if you were sluttier. That's yeah. It's a good uh, pep talk. So Rachel gives her a nice uh, chest full of hot coffee <laughs> for it and walks off, which ruins her favorite shirt. Yeah. So I wrote, I'm yeah, sure that shirt her. has many more stains on it. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good thing she took it off and put on something a little more modern. Really, actually, scalding coffee might might that might have hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But so it anyhow, killed some things that were on the shirt. So, so the the sheriff. He says, all right, well, I'm going to go because I got to go tell Earl yeah. that we've got cops coming and maybe they should go chill and not kill everyone right. in town on accident. Yeah. Let, let me go try and talk down the um, riotous drunks. Yeah. Yeah. The drunken angry They'll clearly mob. listen to reason that help is on the way. Yeah. I mean, you got to try, right? So <laughs> he leaves and the cop's daughter comes in with a tray full of coffee to deliver to to the deputy who's sitting in the rocking chair and he lights up a, a candle and what do we see? But well, the deputy's dead. Yeah. He's piled up in the corner very neatly. So that's, that's yeah. Good. Yeah. No, I mean, it so was, again, a minute. he didn't make a huge mess. No, this no, time. no careening this time. No, this no, time. no. This was a cream free. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, but then wait a second. Who's rocking in the chair with the shotgun? Well, it's none other than Mike. Yeah. Good old Mikey Myers. Yeah, pretending to be a grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is an interesting choice for a kill. I mean, I know he likes impaling I, yeah. people into doors and stuff, but impaling her with the shotgun, that's yeah, a choice. I, yeah, that is that is a memorable choice yeah. because that is one of those things where you just go, like, like I guess you use what's at hand. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you had to improvise, man. Seems, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, I feel like even in a forgettable movie, you would always remember that someone got stabbed with a shotgun. Well, yeah, and and it actually it really pays off because okay, you see someone get stabbed with a shotgun, then we cut, we go to Rachel coming downstairs. Yeah. She finds the dead deputy and sees her impaled with the shotgun. With the, yeah, <laughs> which is fucking great. She's I, like, only thing better was this right if. Rachel tried to grab the gun nervously, and then it went off. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. 
And then you Oops. just cut to, to Brady down there like, look, I know I was fucking around with her, but you didn't have to kill her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, it's like, uh, Rachel. No, no. So uh, she, she goes like, oh, shit, I got to go find Jamie, right? Because yeah. clearly Mike's here, starts running upstairs, bumps into Brady, and uh, he's got the shotgun. Like, look, man, we got we got to get the fuck out of here. And and I don't know that doors necessarily work this way. <laughs> But he starts like just trying to shoot the door apart, and the door is made of metal. Right. Right. So, okay, good, good to know. There's windows in this house too, but whatever. Brady proves like useless to the end, like the, the most useless. Oh my like, god! Because he's... and and it and it's not even like comedically incompetent. Like, well, it's no. I mean, well, it of. is funny, but I mean, like he. He is just ineffective at everything he does. Completely. He, yeah, because he tries to nail the, sh- the window shut upstairs. He hits his he... thumb with the hammer. <laughs> yeah, it, he, the he tiniest hammer. tries to shoot the door open. That doesn't work. They're running upstairs, getting chased by Michael Myers. He tries to shoot him again, not realizing yeah. he's depleted both of the shots from the right. double-barreled shotgun. Right. So he cracks it open. Two. And- two yeah it's in the name it's not yeah exactly it's not hard to count like a magazine might have 12 15 one in the chamber who knows right. two yeah yeah two <laughs> yeah so it's uh, pretty uh it makes pretty loud noise when you do it so it's yeah. not something you forget right so uh no he forgot though uh that's okay he'll just reload while while michael myers is trying right. to like pull the gun from him basically <laughs> yeah Gets it reloaded and then just shoots over his head. I know. Like I guess he's trying to make him go deaf. That was the thing where he, I I think I was just like, you know what? He just sucks. Like, yeah. Like I was all. I think I was hanging in with him. You know, like okay. Yeah. He's nervous. Whatever. But it's like you somehow managed to pull the reload off, and then you still like. Yeah. I was just like, oh with god, it. just yeah. fucking airball. <laughs> Nothing. So, uh, oh, and it's great, too, because then he's like, well, I guess it, I'd be more effective with this as a club than a gun. Because <laughs> he just starts, like, wildly swinging at it. It just, like, hits him in the head pretty solidly. Right. I but mean, it's not, yeah, I guess yeah. it's not the worst plan someone could have. I mean, well, it's kind of like, you in, know, you, you know, Superman, you yeah. run out of bullets and you throw the gun at him. You're like, yeah. well, I mean, I guess. I guess I could give him a bruise. I don't right. know. I mean, nothing else worked. Yeah. So then that doesn't work. Mike takes the gun and, and chucks it. He's like, I guess I'll punch him in the head. So <laughs> punches him in the head. Mike grabs him, starts picking him up. And this looks intentional. Like Brady spits blood on him. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck you. Which, like, okay. Might have been, like, the one thing he did. Like, yeah. <laughs> Defiant to the end, Brady, man. And boy, what yes. an end. Because he just gets his fucking head popped. Like. I think I'd be, you know, like, to be, I guess to be fair, he was, you know, imploring Rachel to go, to leave, and he was, you know. Yeah, maybe stalling. I guess he was running interference. I mean, he it took Michael a while to get him. I mean, yeah. I guess that's Good okay, point. but, like, I'd be really pissed if I was Brady and realized how long she hung around. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, dude, okay, run. like, go. Here, but... <laughs> like, no. Clearly, this is the last thing I'm ever going to do. Yeah. Don't let me die screwing this up. But eh, he did. Yeah. So he gets his head popped, and we're running upstairs. And, and this is a great move. 
Rachel's like, look, hold on, um, not sister. Uh, yeah. Let's throw a bunch of luggage down the stairs. <laughs> it's just like, you kinda... know, I love that. Like, yeah, it's just like, look, I know we're not going to stop him, but we're really going to piss him off. And they <laughs> and do gonna... too, because he looks like so he fucking put out. He's like, God damn it. He's like yeah. moving a trike. There's like an old yeah. boot and a tire from the like, fucking like, the wreck. Like, I already had to use a shotgun as a knife. Like, I'm not having a good night. Like, yeah. like just let me kill the fucking kid. We'll get this yeah. over with. Right. So, like, nah, nah. She's not even your real sister. I don't that's, want yeah. you. <laughs> that's a good point. You can just let let that slide, man. But, nah, they bust out the window. Rachel takes Jamie out onto the roof. And in this scene, the, the actress that played Rachel actually, like, slid on the roof and cut herself on a nail. Ugh. Ugh. But she was a trooper about it. They took her out, got it bandaged up. She came back and reshot. Yeah, so. this is a it's a good tense rooftop like ooh yeah scene like yeah, it's, it's a you know she's trying to climb on it. The tiles are busting off, man. And this is and some of the best, um, the best uh, Myers uh, George Wilbur yeah uh, acting as Myers because oh yeah he is despite this really uneven you know the rooftop mm-hmm. and it, clearly it's like the slate or like tiles i mean they're not there's no grip on these like these are not no, this is this like, is like if it's wet too, it's, it's just like, slick yeah and um, he's just standing he he is robotic yeah in the best way possible and i and like like it really shows through completely here completely like, unfazed by it like, yeah so crazy and that's the thing I love. It's like, yeah, he might, he could be on level ground or here. He is still yeah. exactly, yeah, just composed I'm and stoppable force, yeah. man. Just I love coming you. at you. And uh, so they take a, he takes a swipe at him, and Rachel does like a horrible looking barrel roll down yeah. the side and just Dude. fucking wings her back right into oh. the chimney. Oh, God, that poor stunt person. God, uh, yeah, that... man. So, uh, yeah, then Rachel like grabs a little uh, piece of of uh, rope or something that they had on there. Maybe it was another power line or something. Yeah, I, that's I, that was. Uh, yeah, I think it looked like cable wire or something. Yeah, but yeah. Like, could have been to the satellite dish or something. Yeah. and like ties it around Jamie. It's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna repel you down. Don't worry, I got you. Right, I got you. Yeah, this. And uh, this and, can't go wrong. Like, no, there's no. But she doesn't got her. Because of no, course, no, Mike no. just like walks up right behind her, yeah, and she falls down, and we we get a good like cliffhanger moment where she's yeah. just kind of hanging on by her fingertips and just can't quite can't quite hang on, man. Falls like a two story fall, and you hear a gross like yeah, thud. Yeah, there's a snap in that, and yeah. I'm like, man, I guess maybe a stick she landed on because if it was her, if any yeah. any of that sound was actually her, mm-hmm. she's not. Well, yeah, that sound in a movie signifies you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, or like you're going to be found surprisingly still alive, barely. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no. They'll, they'll need to put like the oxygen mask on you and a blanket and cart right. you off. Yeah, oh you. yeah, you you definitely need one of those fire blankets. Like, yeah, yeah, to just know that. <laughs> so, so we know you're still alive, yeah, but so seriously injured. Too. Yeah. But, uh, so Jamie climbs down, like, she climbs down like a pro, too. I'm like, good for her. And finally starts running off, like, trying to wake up the neighbors. Like, hey, man, fucking help, you know? Right. Which is ghost town. It's just like. (laughs) Which is funny, though, because when they were filming this, she actually did 
like alert some of the people that lived in that area and they called the police. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that, like just, I, you know, it's like, I guess the word did not spread well that, uh, there was yeah. filming going on and she's got, you know, that scream that Ooh. carries like that, that. So I could fully understand being like a block away and, you know, yeah, not even where you're little filming. kid screaming and running. Like, I mean, Right. You've got to call the police. It's, yeah, it's going to be alarming. Like, and, you know, I, again, the, it's worth kind of pointing out that it's like, she's, her character, I think she's 10 years old mm -hmm. in this. Her character is, and I think same age, you know, so she was playing the age she is, which, mm -hmm. you know, is not always the thing you get, even with like younger kid, you know. Yeah. Um, And she is consistently like. Nailing it. Nailing it, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was going to say holding her own, but that's not even, that's too, like, no, she's doing a great job. Like, and she is a likable, the kind of precocious little kid that you mm -hmm. can tell has got issues, which understandably, yeah. um, she's, I mean, and she can really sell the being terrified. So it's like, you know, that's, you know, again, something that you don't always get in these, you know, in these movies. Oh, yeah. So... And you know like, she she's got to be good. She goes on to be a thornberry for Christ's sake. Well, I mean, so it is the the seal of, of the stamp the stamp of uh, of approval. So you your know. voice acting uh, against uh, Tim Curry. So that's yeah. hey, that's something. That's not yeah, nothing. And and you know, and again, I Rachel through this you know through um, the rooftop chase scene. Like this is I I would say this is the moment where. In, in other slasher movies where suddenly the character, the our lead character learns mm. to be proactive. Yes. Suddenly it's like, okay, I'm in danger. Yes, I'm still trying to escape, but now I'm going to start making choices to right. either just for my benefit to right. defeat this thing or whatever. And um, I her transition into that character um, was really good. I mean, like... It was very I, good, yeah. You know, one... She it's, takes a beating, but even like the wire thing, it's like, the, you know, that was a, move, a yeah. ridiculous plan, but like it at worked. the same time, <laughs> it's, 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 she, she was, she had a plan, I guess is that's yeah. more, you know, and, and I like, and I liked how seamlessly she kind of transitioned right. into that. So. Especially because, well, so Loomis finds the little girl, Jamie, and that's right. Cause he stayed at. The Crothers house, right? Yes. He never went back to the sheriff's house. No, no. He went to right. the Crothers house because he's like, well, he's clearly going to go. That's there. where, yeah, he. Yeah. that's where he's expecting. That's right. Because, so, yeah, because that's the weird thing is Loomis does just, I mean, he, it always happens in these movies, but he does just kind of disappear for yeah. a chunk of the, you know, right. the, the, where it's getting intense. Yep. And so he pops up to to find her. And he says, all right, well, I guess uh, we should go to the schoolhouse because that's where it's safe. And I'm like, well, wait, oh, hold on. What? When did we establish that? See, you're right. Again, in the geography, you're just like, okay. Yeah. Like, but was, it, was it something about ringing the bell? Or am I yeah, thinking that's else? right. So he said something about an alarm, like firing off an oh, alarm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. There. Basically, if they just break, basically, they break into the school, it's going right. to send out the. Alarm. The alarms, that's right, and then the cops will notice. Although, wouldn't the power? Wait, I don't know how those alarms worked, but I thought the power was got out. me. Yeah, I mean, but the point is, it, it should be a separate power system, but whatever. Yeah, it works. We go yeah, to the exactly. school, we break in, we uh, fire off the alarm, and well, 
not that safe because there's Michael no. Myers just immediately grabs He's Loomis immediately there. And throws him out a window. And he has blonde hair in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the mask. Different. <laughs> the mask you've got, right? Right. You work with what like, you can. It's amazing how many times in that series for such a simple design that they like just cannot keep it consistent. But yeah, yeah no, I was, but that was the one time, I guess it happens a couple of times in the movie. I feel like I, th- that was the time that was just so glaring. Cause well, yeah, cause like, it's like one of the better lit scenes. Yeah. Man, you know? Yeah. It was just like, it's blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then make a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah. So Mike tosses Loomis out the window and uh poor Jamie falls down the stairs. Yeah. And holy shit. When she sells it, when she gets at the bottom of the stairs, like she can't even walk. Mike reaches up, grabs her by the ankle, and just then, Rachel shows up. Not dead. So Right. And surprisingly mobile. <laughs> yeah, pretty mobile. Has a fire extinguisher and just bogs the place up. So uh, right about then is when Earl and his, his band of bearded, beer-bellied fellows show up yeah. with their trucks. They're like, look, get in the truck. We got to get yeah. the fuck out of town. I just love that. Like, they're like... This is the reasonable choice. It, it's true. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, no, I mean, you know, like to be 19 fair. guys with guns who are driving yeah. you out of town. Drunk as can sa- be. Not safe, but definitely no, better but, than But Mike. safer. Yes, yes. The, the Certain least death worst is one problem. way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could go careening off of the road, yeah. but we'll see. Exactly. Certain death is back at the school. Likely death is with these guys. Yes. Yeah. I'll take likely over, sir. I'll take likely, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're driving through the fog of Silent Hill, and we, we blow by all of the uh, the state troopers. And I love <laughs> the guy's, like, going to – he's like, okay, I have a I've got this girl. Me. I'm going to take her. It's like, dude, well, that cop no. should not have let that happen. Well, no, no, no. Before that, oh. they're driving by all the cop cars on the road, and the guy's like, okay, I've got to figure out a way to signal to the cops that we're cool. We've got the girl. We're driving her out of town. I know. Blam, 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 blam. Right, yeah. It's just like, yeah, we don't look like we're, like, coming to attack them. Yeah. We don't look like an encroaching army. This doesn't look like fucking road warriors about to right, take yeah. place. All right, so that's cool. Then, yeah, like you said, they pull over, and, and the, the guy tells them, we got her, we're driving her out of town. It's cool. Mike's back there. So the state troopers are like, That All cop, right. like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he directs them. He's like, there's just, like, a sheriff station, like, a mile yeah. Like, you're like, wait, if the sheriff's station was that close, like, again, they can't yeah. have been driving long. <laughs> the logistics of it make no sense. No, no. This is another one of those moments where you're like, yeah. pretty sure, like, if this is, if this is where backup has been yeah. at the sheriff's post, <laughs> yeah. they just, took their sweet time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they had to make sure it wasn't just uh, uh, the radio wave careening. Right, well, that's true, yeah, careening sound waves that just, uh, yeah. you know. Well... We're driving off now, and everything seems to be just fine, but we see a little hand on the back of the truck. And I'm like, how? Okay, so you're going to tell me Mike Myers has just been hanging on the back of this truck yeah. this whole time? He's pulling a Cape Fear, right? Isn't that yeah, that? yeah, that's <laughs> true. And then I like the, the way that he, like, really Agent 47 stealth assassinates he, everybody. He, again, he is very, like, slick and, like efficient mm-hmm. until he is just like a blunt force thing. Because yeah, he gets these guys in the back and it's yeah, it's smooth and that one guy just I mean rolls down the hill. <laughs> oh yeah. man. 
But yeah, he but. kills all the guys in the back of the truck without anybody else noticing. That's cool. Then reaches over into the driver's side window, grabs the and driver. And into the driver. Yeah, reaches into him again. <laughs> real hands-on kill. Right. This is this is uh, another insert. This yeah. is another. So, I mean, it's like. Makes sense. They had like one idea. It was like thumb through the forehead. Yeah. Fingers through the throat. They really got a lot of use out of those kills, man. Yeah. But again, this is Rachel kind of doing her own thing. Kicks the uh, dead dude out. Pops over into the driver's seat. Maybe she's not too good with a stick shift. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. grinding those gears. Yeah. Man. Oh man. Like, it does not sound good. But we got uh, Mike Myers up on the roof of the truck, and well, she, my my wife and I are watching it. My wife's like, just slam on the fucking brake. Yeah. And right about then is exactly when she slams right. on the fucking brakes. It's again, it's a good that it's a good, good call, sign yeah. in a movie when like the character doesn't do what you want them to do just long enough for you to be like, oh, do it. And then when it, when they do it, it's, it's oh, the it satisfaction is good. Delayed yeah. gratification, man. It's worth it. And, and I think even up to that point, she was like swerving intentionally. Like oh, crazy, yeah. Right. So, I mean, like she's trying to yeah. rattle him. So, you know, right. because by, by breaking now you have to confront him. If you just get yes. him at high speed to fall off, like, Hey, right. That's yeah. Best you might of both just... worlds. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's a good, I mean. He goes flying forward, and then she's like, all right, I'm just going to run him over now. <laughs> Dude, I love that moment Oof. because, again, that's another one of those moments where it's like in every one of these movies, you you know, you see them, like, put not pick up a weapon or not do something, and you want to say, like, yep. you know, and her just like, nope, yeah. I'm hitting him. I'm, I'm running this fucker over. Yeah. So. She puts it in the gear and fucking floors it, nails him. He goes flying, yeah. just yeah. flying and lands on like a fence, busted. Yeah. Oh, it looks like it sucks so bad. So uh, then all the cops show up behind Yeah, him. the posse arrives. Finally, the posse arrives. And she's like, uh, Rachel says, okay, you stay in the, in the truck. Don't fucking get out. I'm going to go tell them what's up. She runs back to tell him what's up, but just then Jamie notices Michael's hand releases the knife. Yeah. And she gets this curious look on her face. Gets out of the truck, walks up to him, see if he's okay, I guess. Right. It's a... Yeah. It's This is a little, uh, like, too, like... There's no subtlety here. No. Like, it, it's just such a... It is such an abrupt change in, like, anything that Jamie... Yeah, it's a complete yeah. change in tone, but yeah, whatever. They, right. uh, the cops and or the posse and her, like, all right, look, get get out of the way, little girl. We're we're gonna kill this guy. We're gonna blow the shit out because he stands up and it looks like he's gonna kill Jamie, but now nah, he gets shot to shit, and it's a kind of a weird take because they shoot the fuck out of him and he kind of stumbles back and falls into like a well looking thing. Yeah, he literally falls down a well. Yeah, he's, he's baby Jessica. Yeah, yeah, he he's going to uh, haunt. I think a that bunch was topical of, at the time. Yeah, he's going to haunt 80s. a bunch of videotapes that we uh, see later. Right, and, this, uh, get killed. We just we just saw the origin of the ring. We sure did, but then it looks like part of the set kind of collapses into the well too. <laughs> I, the town just decides to eat him, I think, is basically yeah. what happens. And that's kind of like, what Loomis says. Cause yeah, yeah, stayed, cause, uh, yeah, that's right. He does. He's like back to the home. Yeah. 
and and uh she's like all right guys it's over michael is in hell buried where he belongs and for oh. a guy that has been saying that this is an evil that can't be destroyed and is yeah. eternal like he seemed to be pretty convinced that like yeah. eh. He's, I think it's good. A well? That sounds right. Yeah. All's well that ends in a well, right? <laughs> if, if he just pulled out, like, a, a great Oh, that would have been the best. Uh, it just, like, winks and, like... Please. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but no, it doesn't yeah. end here. Rachel's no, catatonic. <laughs> not, not Jamie's mom is upstairs drawing a bath, and we get For the... Not her daughter. We get the point of view of a stalking killer putting on a mask and grabbing some, some old-timey scissors, going into the bathroom, and we hear a scream. Yeah. We run upstairs to check what happened, and uh-oh, poor little Jamie. Yeah. Standing in the clown outfit, covered in blood, holding the knife. Or not knife, uh, sorry, scissors. That was the scissors, but... Might as well have been. And hey, Loomis and everybody... Moment. Of the hammy acting on Pleasance. Oh, yeah. I love this is the tip when he pulls that gun. Pulls the gun just, like I'm going to shoot the little girl. Just this, like, oh, I love it. No. Because I, I, without, like, I hate this ending. Like, I, so, like, I, yeah. it, you know, like, I, it's not like that moment ruined it. Like, but I really, like, I, the, it's one of those things that's just like, God, it feels so horribly tacked on. So I kind of love that there was a moment that I didn't think Pleasant sold it because yeah, I, it was... I now don't even have to begrudgingly like this moment. No. It's like, no. But yeah, no, so I don't think evil he... passed on to her. Yeah, like it does. Like a real Jason goes to hell right. monster. And again, makes no sense even within the world that, of this movie. Like, yeah. It's just not... But, Doesn't add up. But that's actually... And this is a, a... You know, it's a weird thing that, like, is kind of a problem from this movie forward with this series is, like, they felt like they needed to replicate something of that shock of the first movie with yeah. it being gone. No, so they, I, they do I something. Get it, but... But then, like, the next movie ends on another, like, stupid, like, cliffhanger, or, you know, and then it forces the fifth, the sixth movie to pick up on that. And it's just, it, it seems like these little tacked-on endings ha- have n- never worked out well for this, this series. Like, yeah. You know, when they, when they did them. So, it was, um... Yeah, not the, not the best way to end it. I mean... I don't know. It, it's it, it's hard to end a slasher well. Right. Like, uh, except for, like, maybe a sleepaway camp. I can't think of <laughs> one that's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> to that level. I mean, you, you really need, like, uh, uh, something you're not going to forget. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you this need is to just leave like, the audience with something. Eh, well, okay, I guess we're going to follow the little girl killing from now on. No. Never right. But, and it's, it's, it's really funny because, you know, you find out that, I mean, for all intents and purposes... That's what they, or at least what the screenwriter and directors were setting up. Yeah. Which is funny because they went to such efforts to reestablish Michael and like the thought right. that they were going to like go through all this. Just <laughs> and then to, like, discard it. Just right. Like, discard uh. it. Like, and then essentially maybe keep it a little closer, but then risk running them, making the mistake that they made part three. 
yeah. which was like, um, so it's a weird, like, yeah, it's a weird note to go out on, but at the same time, you're right, like, you know, you kind of, you need that last jolt. Yep. It's just... Gotta have something. Uh, you gotta have the car that is Freddy that everybody loads into yeah. at the end of the movie. I mean, right. <laughs> you gotta you know, have something. Yeah, exactly. But, but like, overall, enjoyable, really good movie. Definitely a thumbs up. Definitely something yeah. to go out and watch. Um, yeah. Is it the strongest Halloween movie? Of course not. I mean, the first no. one is the best. But like you said, everybody's already talked that to death. So Right. Yeah. Well, and like I, what I would say is this is also makes the best use of the bloodline timeline, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Cuz it was, you know, it was a desperate thing in the second one mm-hmm. making uh Lori and Michael brother and sister. It was not a thought right. out planned thing. It was like we need a reason for this to still be happening. Right. Um so it's such a throwaway thing in there that Whatever. It's, it doesn't matter for that movie. Five and six, it's awful. It's too hung up on it. Like, this was that... I This movie hit that right balance of, like, okay. Like, he's after her because she's related. Okay, fine. You know, it's, it, it, it hits it just right. Because um, I... That's another thing. It, and I, I'm not a fan of that, that timeline of Halloween. Like, I don't like yeah. Michael and Lori being siblings. Feels a little bolted on. I'm I'm fine with them hating each other and being a really good like a really good rivalry, but yeah, that's that's strange. Yeah, that was my the thing I was the happiest about when the when the 2018 one came out. Yeah, is that they discarded that. Oh because, yeah, yeah. No, they just like, let it be what it needed to be, man. It, <laughs> I, I yeah, I, he's scarier when he's random. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the, the, the scarier monster is the one that you don't understand. Right. You know, it's, it's when you reveal it, when it's out in the sunlight and you understand it and it no longer. Is right. Quite as Cause it was totally unnecessary. I mean, it, Jamie didn't need to be related to Lori. No. Like, I mean, you could really, you, this could have just been him coming back to the town and another it happening again. And yep. it would be just well, yes, yeah, you know, effective. Coming so. off the heels of Halloween three, just a return to form would have worked out, right? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, totally agree. So, but. I always like to, at the end of these episodes, uh, ask our guest if there's something that they would recommend as a pairing to this. Uh, so maybe another slasher that hits kind of similar notes that isn't a Halloween. Uh, right. I might have tipped my hand a little earlier when I said sleepaway camp because uh, yeah. I think it's uh, of its time, definitely. It's got that kind of same weird vibe about it. Maybe it's a little campier, no pun intended. But <laughs> the if you haven't seen it, the shock and reveal at the end, holy shit. Yeah. And wow. That's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah. How about you? So I'm going to go a little off the beaten path. Okay. And I'm going to uh, recommend an old radio show. Old okay. Old radio show. Uh there's a show called The Hall of Fantasy, which was a, uh, a horror show, super low budget, always the same, like, three actors. Um, they had uh, one season or two. Um, they, for a while, it actually originated out of Chicago, so local to me, and that was kind of, I didn't know that many, like, old, like, golden age, old-time radio shows were recorded in Chicago, so okay. I tore through the whole catalog and they had this one episode episode called he who follows me 
Interesting. And I like the it's, I like the title. <laughs> yeah, it's loosely based on like an M.R. James uh, story, but it's actually, but not not as directly. But it's a supernatural story, and it's about this couple that is stalked by this silent figure that is just always outside their house or wherever they are, no matter where they go. He never really engages with them, but he is definitely stalking them. And it's it does a really good job of capturing that idea of I somehow cross paths with something I shouldn't have, and I'm paying for it. Mm. I don't know what it is or why I'm paying for it. Interesting. Um, and I and it's a it's a it's a ghost story. Um, and I and I feel like it's a good companion to Halloween four because. Like I said, this is a the ghost story or a slasher movie equivalent to a ghost story. Right. The way Michael is is there's so many elements that feel very supernatural, even though they're not. Um, he 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 is just death. He is just terror, and uh, and so it, it feel that feels like a ghost story. And this Hall of Fantasy episode. Um, has that exact vibe. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. And because it's an old time radio show, it, they're super easy to find. Like mm-hmm. you, you can just Google it or. Oh yeah, post it'll it. be up on archive.org or yeah, oh, yeah, totally. It's available. Hey, I happen to good time for plugs. <laughs> I happen to run a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bloody bits, where one of the Patreon member features is I run a. Internet radio station, where weeknights we like to run old-time radio horror, uh, along with some supernatural stuff like your Art Bell Coast to Coast AMs during the day. So, yeah, that sounds like something I might just throw up on there. Yeah, definitely. I'd I'd love, if anyone listens to it, I'd I'd love to hear what they think, because it's... I'll put it up on the schedule, and I'll, uh, I'll put up a Patreon post about it, so everybody can tune in and listen to... Specifically, that episode, my friend. Awesome, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us today, man. And is there yeah, anything you, you want to promote or people no, should check man, out? I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. I okay. I've got some comics I'm writing, but none that are coming out anytime soon. So it's too early to promote anything like that. But I'm around. Okay, I can be found. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and you can always, uh, well, you'll probably be found back here again not too long. Uh, I'd love to come back anytime. All right, well, thanks for joining us today, Matt, and this is how I end it.